This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Yo, 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 welcome back to This Week in Culture, episode 31. I'm your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad Ant, and I got my co-host with me. Jay, what up, though? What up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, um, the podcast whisperer. What up? Man, and uh, This Week in Culture, we will be taking it back to the classics, kicking off our Black History Month throwback reviews that we've been promising y'all since, like, November. Uh, this I think your phone about a cord. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right, my bad. Uh, yeah, kicking off our Black History throwback reviews with John Singleton's Higher Learning. And, uh, what is higher? I mean, what is higher? I mean, what is learn? What is learning, man? What uh, is higher learning? learning? Can you dig it? <laughs> Dog, I remember I used to laugh hard as fuck at that little poem, man, but it's... It's kind of dope how like rewatching. That's what I'm excited about with these throwback reviews. Yeah, is rewatching films that I know even for all the understanding I might have thought I had back then, I just think completely different now. Especially not even just because we're older, yeah. but like under the the scope of podcasting and discussions and sort of figuring out what we always talk about the themes that need to be taken away and drawn from yeah. these films man so i'm really excited to talk about this shit i think just kind of off rip man john singleton he don't even realize how much shit he put in this one movie dog this shit was ahead of its time on some like matrix level shit it was crazy because this was released in 95 yep i was like i was 13 in 95 yeah. so like i understood what was going on mm-hmm. to an extent yeah like i mean I, you get the basic shit but it's a lot of cliche. It was very layered. Yeah, and I mean, we're we're sitting here, twenty four years later, and if you want to talk about racism, you want to talk about mass shootings, you want to talk about feminism, you want to talk about me too, me too. You want to talk, nigga. It's all in this one film, dog. So you could have easily replaced the swastika with the Trump hat, facts. and this been this movie would have came out last year. Oh, I think. John Singleton need to redo this movie, bro. Because I don't really think that America back then had the understanding of what America right now would have. Do a re-release, yeah, in HD somehow. Do you something, know? something. Because I, I bought this shit again off of Apple, yeah, and the shit was in standard definition. Like yeah, a month. not shocked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dog. I don't know. I, I just feel like this is one of those films. Like it's kind of when I was rewatching it last night. It's amazing how culturally relevant this shit is right now. Like, this is 24 years, nigga. Yeah, it's kind of irritating, though. Yeah, I mean, because it shows that we trash and we ain't grown. Or, I mean, it's like we're going to perpetually be in a particular cycle. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen this episode before. Mm-hmm. Like, this seat. You know what I'm saying? I've seen this TV show before. Yeah. And it seems like the uh, America's writers yeah. are at it again. Hey, man. <laughs> Uh, but uh, before we even get into all that, man, we got a ton of other culturally relative things to discuss. And we got a couple great uh, Blackberry letter entries that we got uh, for the Ask the Culture segment. So 
um really just loving uh all the uh the participation we getting on these we got a lot of dope feedback last week too ask the culture i like that yeah that. man that hashtag ask the culture hashtag blackberry letter man we all over it um steve harvey that strawberry letter ain't shit we it taking over fam. That ain't even the right fruit fam Anyway <laughs> I don't even eat strawberries fam Hold on fam No, sl- no strawberry slander <laughs> I don't eat strawberries bro <laughs> But uh no, nah, man Before we get into it So we got a couple things I just jotted down Let me look at my notes real quick Um Did you watch Super Bowl? No I already knew what the fuck That nigga was gonna say Um I do wanna talk to a few niggas Uh Re Super Bowl Re NFL First of all I don't respect any black person that supports the New England Patriots, like at all, like boycott the NFL. That's one movement, but the Patriots specifically, their three most famous: Robert Kraft, the owner; Bill Belichick, the coach; Tom Brady, the fucking star quarterback. This nigga, all three of them, are well known, well documented Trump supporters. This nigga, Robert Kraft, specifically the other day. Like three days ago, just said he thinks Donald Trump is doing a great job for the American people. I bet. Fam, I don't see how you can be black and get behind this team. Like, I just, I don't understand it. Why haven't we got rid of Tom Brady yet? Fam, Tom Brady, I'm kind of concerned, might be a robot. The reason I say why haven't we got rid of him. All right, let's just look. Okay, you got a lot of rings and shit, right? Yeah, six of them. But. It did come out that y'all was still in signs. Yep. And like taping practices and shit. That's one. You was doing the deflate gate. Yep. Uh, that's two. Um, this is the most deserving. You kiss your father in the mouth. Yeah. Uh, you kiss your 12-year-old son in the mouth, and he's visibly uncomfortable with it. It was a picture of Brady. Uh, it looked, now it could have been the angle, but it looked no. like he was kissing Robert Kraft in the mouth definitely last night. Definitely kissed Robert yeah. Kraft in the mouth yeah. last night. Yeah, we, the niggas I, was, yes. you saw that. Okay. Yes, okay. definitely. And... You went to U of M, mm-hmm. so I know a lot of our listeners probably don't like yeah, that. Yeah, I hate that nigga. Um, and you rock the female Uggs, fam. Like big facts. Why are you why are you here still? And you was the first nigga sporting a MAGA hat. That nigga's like new. you. Did you see the clip with him? So like his with son, Uggs? his son that came in a room like, hey dad, can I change my fantasy lineup? Like, what do I get? Ew. And his son like <laughs> <laughs> like. He kind of like threw his hands up and came over because while Tom was on the table getting a massage, yeah, and he had to kiss him in the mouth. Oh, that nigga was all the way nasty. Yeah, and like <laughs> it, it, it held for a while, and then when he was walking yeah. away, like he he wiped his mouth and took his shirt and wiped him off. Like he uh, don't want to do that, dog. Yeah, so he little Wayne and babied him. Like when you said, "What do I get?" He was visibly upset. He kind of like threw his hands up. Yeah, and then you had you made that man kiss that little boy. Like I don't like that. Tom shit, Brady, man. aka Brian Baby Williams. I nigga. don't, I don't, I don't like that. Fam. Yeah, I if you know me for ten minutes of watching football, I hate Tom Brady with all my heart and soul. He's one of two athletes that I would punch straight in the fucking mouth. No regrets. I don't give a fuck who who they got around them. None of that shit. I'll bust Tom Brady in this shit. Um, but yeah, if you black and you rock the Patriots, like I, it's a certain level of. Respect that I just can't get behind. I had a whole a nigga blocked me last night because I told him he was a whole Uncle Tom ass coon ass fool. He really a Uncle Tom. Yeah, man, literally Uncle you Tom a Uncle Tom Brady head ass, ass nigga, dog. Uh, but yeah, nigga blocked me on Facebook, but then the fucked up. I wasn't even following him. We was debating on another nigga page. Hey fam, you know my slogan: If you don't like me, fight me. Yeah, fat, and that's what niggas won't do. I can tell y'all niggas right now, you don't want to fight me, bro. I will beat all y'all ass, real <laughs> shit. Um, but. On another note, yeah, so fuck the Patriots. Uh, but I what kind of threw me off about this whole weekend, 
And um, I said it last night. Matter of fact, let me pull it up because I want to read exactly what I wrote on my homegirl's Facebook. But just in general to get it started, I'm no longer fucking getting behind none of this fucking black protest shit that we be doing. Like all Because niggas is faking a protest funk, bro. You brought the Super Bowl to Atlanta and everybody forgot about Cap, nigga. Oh, we gone on Atlanta. Oh, my God, bro. I see niggas reposting the football, the the NFL 100-year commercial. Oh, my God. Like, I've seen people who work and formerly worked for ESPN who had a lot to say about the Kaepernick situation. Yeah. Like, reposting this saying and, like, how great this commercial is. Fuck celebrating 100 years of the NFL. Fam, uh, I said last night on my homegirl post, she said, so here's what we're going to do post-Super Bowl. It's my homegirl, Kim. What up, though? She said, we're going to let Chrisette Michelle peacefully re-enter the industry, no questions asked. If we can allow a slew of black artists to take the stage at an event that we're supposedly against, surely we can let, surely we can support Michelle, who's insanely talented and had her heart in the right place. My comment was, all these niggas was on her head. They was on Kanye's head. They was on Steve Harvey's head. They been on the head of every other nigga who had anything to do with Trump or the NFL until the Super Bowl touched Atlanta soil. Now we got Robert Kraft dancing with Cardi B. Really? Oh, that nigga was dancing. She was performing. Cardi B, hold on, hold on. Let me she let me performed? touch on. She performed at a Super Bowl event oh. after just putting out this long, well written by another person. Uh, comment. I thought I saw about, something about her. Yeah, not. they came at me, and I turned that down. I turned down all this shit because I'm behind Cap. Woo, woo, woo. And then she was performing at a Super Bowl event with the Patriots and Robert Kraft on stage with her dancing. Side note: If Fam. you guys were in Atlanta or if you seen any media about um, a sponsored Shop Talk event that connected oh, yeah, with yeah, the yeah, NFL, yeah. that's not me. That's fam. not Jay with the Shop Talk. That's the other Shop Talk that we not gonna plug. Yeah, um, it's not me. And they need some better barbers up there, but I'm not going to get into it. Um, Anywho, yeah, Cardi B said she turned down Travis Scott shit and all that shit, getting up there for halftime. And then she performed and had Robert Kraft dancing with her. Uh, Robert Kraft has also been Meek Mill is Robert Kraft's best friend now. I don't get it. Why we dancing with this nigga? Why we rocking with this nigga? I don't understand. Uh, I also said we got Robert Kraft dancing with Cardi B. T.I., Meek, and Diddy all hosting Super Bowl parties two weeks after they just said they told Travis Scott to stand with Kaepernick. So open the doors back up for everybody (laughs) black who got canceled in the Trump or NFL shit because y'all niggas is faking the protest funk. I don't want to hear about it no more. That's my thing. Like, if niggas still choose to protest the NFL, if niggas still choose to protest specific teams or specific players or owners. at all those parties, you niggas was drinking Cola. Nope. They was drinking Ciroc. Cause Diddy own it, but Diddy don't own it. You know who own it? Motherfucking uh, some holding company. Somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And I can't think of the name of them right now. But and that's my thing, dog. We was down there as you know, black Yeezy as human. Never owned that shit. He was a brand ambassador. Oh, Avi, fam. The story of Avi. I almost got into a fight when I lived in Atlanta trying to Avian tell a nigga that wasn't Jeezy. Fucking Entourage. Entourage, nigga. Nigga, <laughs> Doug Ellen, the fucking producer and director of Entourage. His one of his best friends created Avion Tequila. Doug Ellen said, I got a great idea. Let's market this through the show. Free promo for you. And Jeezy's an ambassador. Nigga, Jeezy was no different than an IG hoe. 
with uh niggas like that's Jeezy shit. No, no it's not. Nigga. Fam, he's an ambassador. Like, no, Jeezy don't own Avion. But y'all niggas. Jeezy was fucking. the first yes jewels. <laughs> <laughs> She's another one. Oh my god. We ain't giving that bitch no plug no. neither. Um, but yeah, man, all you niggas is fake. Y'all nope. Kanye, you back, Chrisette, you back, Steve Harvey, you back, everybody black. Who like got you can't canceled. be mad at Kanye and, and can't be mad at Kanye and, and root for Tom Brady. Cause they both rocking the MAGA hat. They hats. both rocking the MAGA hat. And speaking of Yay, uh, got a quote today that I thought was kind of interesting. Let me find it. Um, so GLC, if you know Kanye, you know GLC. Uh, used to write for Yay, work with Yay, one of Yay's closest friends in Chicago. Uh, and he said that Kanye has been gotten rid of all his MAGA hats and was really just wearing them to try to help with his conversation for prison reform with Donald Trump. He said, quote, Kanye told me flat out, I wear the hat, I get the stones thrown at me, but I'd rather have that thrown at me and have people hating on me because I know that I'm going to be able to help get people free. People going to be free. Side note, uh, at, at some point, are we going to talk about the actual work that Kim Kardashian has been accomplishing? So to that point, Kanye said, hey, I'm just keeping it real. I'm never wearing these hats again. I'm just telling you that we got that amazing young woman in Florida out of jail, right? Exactly. We didn't have that, or I wouldn't have been able to get that meeting until I put that hat on. Hey, I don't know if the nigga's an evil genius or you're trying to clean it up, but... Because, like, in real life, Kim has been using her celebrity. Whether I don't know what the purpose or behind it is, hey. but she's like three for three right now. Getting people out of jail. Like, people have been pardoned because of Kim Kardashian. That's a fact. Like, I know we're not supposed to like her for some hey, reason. You, uh, don't even get me started. Because I, I, I don't know her. Don't get me started. Tape. I, I don't watch yeah. the TV show. It's been on for 16 years mm-hmm. or some shit like that. Yeah. But, like, I don't watch it. I know we're not supposed to like her. But, hey. like, at some point, she's been using her celebrity for... Hey, this Ant Wood, I'm going to tell y'all right now, I fuck with the Kardashians. I don't watch their show. I just like they hustle, and y'all be hating. I'm and, indifferent. Like, I don't And care. ain't no haters, so that's my thing. Like, like I don't care either yeah. way. Her fucking Ray J on tape ain't have shit to do with me. Like, I don't um, follow her. I never watch the TV show. My thing is, I seen some of y'all tapes, and y'all ain't make no millions. <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe work on your tape game. Your um, tape is just in the iMessage. Facts. Your tape in my damn group chat right now for the free ball. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man. But, no, I, I thought that point that GLC made was interesting. Like, dog, that nigga Yeezy Ben got rid of these hats. That nigga wanted to have a convo, and he had it. And because I have an inside track on the convo that he had with President Trump, and I kind of know do, that. Do, 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 do. Hey, I mean, you know that that nigga Ant might be plugged out here, nah. But uh, one of my best friends, his his agency was literally working on Kanye's rebrand all summer. Yeah. For a second, it was working, literally for a minute, and then he got kind of off track because he was kind of doing his own thing, still rocking the hat. He was rocking the hat with the Kaepernick shirt, whatever. Kanye was kind of blowing it, but in general, literally all that nigga kept saying throughout to my friend was I really want to focus on prison reform and cleaning up Chicago. Like, Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. I want these kids safe in Chicago. That's all that nigga's whole message was. He might not have delivered it in a way that the rest of us understood. Yeah. But all that to say, you can't fuck with Tom Brady and then be like, fuck Kanye, because those two things do not make sense. So, uh, that's that, man. Fuck the Patriots, fuck Tom Brady, and T.I., Meek Mill, Diddy, Cardi B, y'all got some explaining to do because y'all was just killing Travis Scott five minutes ago and, and then y'all niggas was out there Super Bowling it up. 
Atlanta, bro. Fucking blackest place on earth. Oh, um, I know a lot of y'all stuck on that buddy pass uh, down in Atlanta, so y'all shouldn't have did that. You got to get back to work. Motherfucking flex time is over. Ain't no FMLA for that. <laughs> uh, all right, what else I got? Um, do do do. Twenty one Savage being deported. I didn't read the details. I just don't believe this shit. I didn't. Again, details is everything. I'm a nigga that likes accuracy. I saw that they've been circulating a, a a birth certificate that really does say that the niggas from the UK. So listen, there's two ways. Let me slide on if y'all if y'all listen to Shop Talk. Let me slide on my tinfoil hat titan. Tinfoil shit. Get my conspiracy really mode. Right. Uh, two th- two things. One, I saw that shit yesterday and I laughed <laughs> repeatedly and said I. Look, I'm mean, Let me bring up what I said <laughs> exactly, because <laughs> I had a conversation with one of the homies and shit. Yeah. And um, now I'm supposed to believe that 21 Savage is an illegal alien and overstayed his visa. Fuck out of here. The writers of the stage play America are having <laughs> a good old time with this one. They must be letting the intern write these final chapters. Because then I'm like, and like in real life. Yeah. Um. Did you see 21 Savage video for, for a lot? lot. Yeah. He had an extra verse on there. Yep. And in the third verse, he referenced like uh, he couldn't imagine his family being at the borders and shit. Like he started mm-hmm. talking a little bit of immigration shit like on Friday when that yep. shit happened. Yep. And then, you know, I mean, I'm a, this is a real, this is a brash generalization, but black folks don't really give a fuck about the Mexican shit like that. No. Because it don't really it don't affect us. And like, it, it just don't. And yeah. especially young folks. So now you're going to put 21 Savage to face of the immigration struggle now so people would actually care about it because yeah. I seen niggas immediately posting we'll stand with Travis I mean uh, we'll stand with 21, with 21 and, yeah. and all the other shit so now we supposed to care about people who come over here and they, they status and all yeah. this shit so yeah. now you put a young black trap rapper yeah. uh, on there and we kind of cleaned up its image and on with a breakfast club interview or the, yeah. we put him on Ellen you know what I'm saying we yeah. put him on Jimmy Fallon last week all this shit and yeah. then now boom soon as you clean it up Yo, all right. I'm not playing. The, I, I've seen this season before on a different show. I'm hey, straight on all this shit. Dog. I'm gonna tell you when I laughed. So initially, I didn't laugh, but I think it was just because of the shock. Because I was like, "Wait, what?" Because I really fuck with Twenty One Music. Like before a lot, and the J Cole and the niggas actually was like, "Oh, Twenty One Correct." I just like that nigga. He be saying some wild, grimy ass shit. It put me in my thug bag at the gym, but <laughs> I did laugh when I saw the nigga real name. No, that nigga real name threw me all the way off. I'm like, oh uh, shit! This, I said this nigga's this nigga, real. This nigga might be. Uh, that nigga might be uh, everything they worried about. <laughs> they be everything they worried about. But no, nah, I laughed when I read uh, Takashi Six Nine snitched on Twenty One. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, ah. I really read. I read it and I laughed. Dog. Like niggas was like, "Yo, Takashi really snitched." On this wow, shit. Um, this shit bigger than Nino no. Brown, nigga. So that was the caption on the one. I read. <laughs> Bro, I was uh, finna die, dog. Like, that shit was funny. Like, man. no, I don't believe. It. I remember no. interviews. So it's it's one <laughs> of two things that's happening. Like y'all about the the stage writers, the yeah. stage players of America, uh, the, the new interns are riding. It's like the niggas who write in Power season three. Like you know how we <laughs> like I don't like this storyline right now. I remember hearing this nigga talking about interviews where his dad wouldn't buy him a cell phone in the sixth grade. Yeah, when yeah, you yeah. like. You know what I'm saying, and how his dad never talked to him, or whatever. Like, so you was born over. Like, I don't get it. It don't add up. Hey. 
unless your entire life is fake and now you're an industry plant and now I don't trust none of this shit. Look, if you go listen to 21 Savage and Metro Boomin' Savage Mode mixtape, track two, No Heart, yeah. and nigga literally walks through his life. Facts. Like literally step by step, when where I was born, where I went to school, played football, all that shit. Because he's, I mean, he's supposed to be grew up in Atlanta, one hey, of ten children from his mom. Like, at no point in no heart do that nigga say <laughs> we came over from the UK <laughs> in so, two thousand and six, fam. Or in two thousand and five, two thousand five. Yeah, yeah. No, I just I, I don't buy it. But I also don't understand where the fuck that came from. Like that's crazy. Like that's I'm, a wild accusation. But now fam. I've seen some. Allegedly, okay. Some shit put out by his lawyers that he applied for like the correct paperwork that oh was already god. on file. Oh god! I'm like, so now, fam, what you a double agent, nigga? You secret life of pets? What's going on <laughs> over there? Like, what's going on when the like? And then uh, I saw uh, what's his name, P or whatever, the head of quality control music, uh, put out like everybody need to like any nigga in Atlanta with money and influence need to get together and put. Uh, get some money together for the best immigration lawyer and attorney that they can afford. And I'm like, fam, is this shit really real? Like, I need an explanation. But bro. see, this the look, this the group think shit that yeah. I've been talking about. Yeah, like, yeah. fam, like, no, I'm just about to untap from all. I don't believe none of it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm definitely not going with no waves. I'm not about. To, <laughs> we not about to change our avatars to Twenty One Fucking Savage. Yeah. And, <laughs> Let's start a big ass GoFundMe for the country and put, like get the fuck out of here. I'm no. definitely not starting GoFundMe's for niggas that's Let's been telling me they're richer than me. I hate so so. You mean to tell me Q C from Quality yeah, yeah. Control? Now you want to go get lawyers involved? Mm-hmm. I thought that, what? We need to go get hey. a lawyer. Y'all niggas is thugs and hey. killers, right? That nigga Offset was didn't, in the comments like, didn't, yes. Didn't Future whole uh? Rocco for going to taking him to court like mm. no real niggas don't do that like hey. what it's a whole lot of fucking hypocrisies hey, happening man, in fuck is going right on now. in Atlanta this week man fuck is going on in the culture this week bro um y'all and, can y'all can play with that shit if y'all want to I don't want no parts of it yeah I am deleting all distractions out of my life right now fam and this hey. social media this shit is not, I'm not I'm out I'm out. Just in case somebody from ICE is listening that nigga Annis from Hooper City Alabama. And I moved to Detroit, I and mean, I got my birth certificate on me daily. So I want to deport people. When you gonna take all the Caucasians out and send them back to Europe? Mm. Well, Tommy Loren, uh, Tommy Lauren, however you pronounce her fuck ass racist last name, she said, "Hold on, let me get her motherfucking quote because I want to make sure that I quote her correctly because this shit, the audacity was kind of funny to me." Um, you know, she been arguing back and forth with Cardi B. Cardi B said she was gonna drag her, dog walk her ass, dog walk her ass, all that shit. And then she said, "Damn, where the fuck is her quote, bro? I just read this shit." Somebody told her like, "Yo, yo, people aren't from over here. Like, yeah. y'all didn't find America. Y'all didn't discover America." And Nigga, I can't find it, but Tommy Loren basically said, actually, my ancestors did discover America. Oh, okay. So they. Well, you know what? She partially right because all y'all came out of black folks. Because the original. (laughs) The Asiatic man. The Asiatic man. Technically, you are right. Mm. The initial ancestor did discover this motherfucker. That motherfucker is so racist. She don't even know it, man. Um, She's young, though. She's young. Like under 25. And Matt, but it's. 
so people like her because you know she came up off youtube and twitter with all these radical ass views and shit and her youtube or not youtube facebook she used to do facebook videos and like kind of her own like she could be a character in higher learning her dog her radicalism is what got she used to have like 35 million views on facebook videos and shit because she would say wild ass shit like my ancestors discovered america and motherfuckers would get to arguing and she don't gotta say shit else Low-key, we need to say some wild-ass shit and then just get this bitch popping. Like, fuck it. Uh, the black woman is the creator of the universe. Oh, black woman is God. Uh, nah, what's up, nigga? Drake got a baby on the way. <laughs> um, and then, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> By a woman who identifies as a man. <laughs> Drake pregnant. Um, uh, all right. And then probably the thing that I really wanted to discuss the most that happened this week Motherfucking Lil Bow Wow and toxic femininity, boy. It didn't happen again, bro. Social media is a toxic feminist land. It's a wasteland. Again, we just exist on that shit. Cause it's never cool when I'm getting these jokes off. Uh-uh. It's it's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. It's tasteless. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. You are a part of the problem. This is domestic violence culture that you all that shit all that shit it go away when it's the man though brother that man got scratches all through his face like them like when they when they heal they still gonna beat it yeah no that's a scar that man is scarred like on some wolverine shit fucking omar yeah from the wire (laughs) (laughs) got that one big ass yeah man um i read that she beat him with a lamp she spit on him. She bit a gash out of his neck, scratched him, punched him, bruised his ribs. Hey, yo, for no, well, Bawa's a small man. So Big facts. I don't know. No, that, that nigga's literally like 4'11". I don't know that he could have defended himself in this situation, but I'm just letting you know. I'm not with the hitting the females and hey, all hey, the other shit. Hey. I'm, you're not about to fuck me up, though. <laughs> <laughs> you're not about to yo. fuck me up. And no at all on earth is anybody male or female about to beat me with a lamp. <laughs> the fuck? Let me just throw that out there. Um, no. And that was not a threat to anyone. But no, you're not going to beat me with a lamp. You're not going to spit on me. Dog. All right. So I try not to laugh at anything. But then this one comment I fucked me up. I didn't read that shit. I seen the pictures. I didn't. I'm not. Bro, this one comment fucked me up when uh <laughs> when it said that she had bruised two of his ribs. <laughs> Dude in the comments say. Damn, she was getting that nigga to the body. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nigga, what kind of chick Dog. throw body shots? <laughs> this Dog. is we part of the problem, bro. Duh, I hate it. Cause like, like what if a woman had bruised? Like, Dog. I'd be I like, mean, I'd be like, why are you hitting a woman to the body? I like, would be up here <laughs> furious right now if this was a woman. But that's the they toxic mess or they toxic femininity. And rubbed off on the rest of the world, bro. Man, I seen a video of this a young lady fucking this nigga up at the gas station, dog. Oh, I saw that where she was just it was like a little crowd. Yeah, and she was just yeah, I saw that video. I'm bro. like, would one of y'all guys step in and help him? Somebody grab her arms, bro. Cause he trying not to hit her. Dog. I would have socked her. I'm t- I'm giving you the guys honest. Cause he yeah. he retreated like he was yeah. running no, from her. No, dog was literally running from her. I saw that video. Like, yeah, man, what you want me to do? I'm not gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> you're not about to know. And she was just bodying dog in the face, man. Um, little Bow Wow, hold your head, King. 
uh, Ann and Jay support you, nigga. Everybody, uh, go grab your iTunes. Little Bow Wow. Hey, listen, fam. Little Shea Butter. Okay. <laughs> Shea Butter, nigga. Hey, why one of his homies <laughs> reposted it and said, just talk to the homie, he out? Because they both got arrested uh-huh. initially. But uh, She stayed. They kept yeah, her. she's being charged. Um, with aggravated assault, which is That's awesome. That's fucked up that we we both going to jail. Yeah, so hold up, fam. So the initial report that came out said they were both arrested because both had visible injuries and the police didn't know who started it, so they were both arrested. Do you want to know what she reported her injury as? What's that? Her fingernail was broke. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Hart got a joke about this Yo. shit. When the police come up and go over to you, yeah, they be like, "Are you okay?" Like, nigga, ask her if she okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, clearly, uh, you like the police, like, no, sir, no. Clearly, we gotta yeah. ask you if you okay. Like, nigga. So yeah, um, look, keep your hands to yourself. That shit ain't funny. This shit ain't cute. You should make. Her, she should feel like an outcast. Yeah, like she should not feel comfortable walking around in certain circles. Just as if you was a, a woman beater. Like yeah. you shouldn't, you should not feel comfortable walking around society like everything yeah. all good. You can't come around, fam. You we can't. not friends. We not hanging. We not taking pictures nah. together. I don't want shit to do with you. And she should feel ostracized in that same fashion. Yeah, man. I just when it come to d- domestic violence and uh, just that whole thing, man. I need women to keep that same energy. Like I get it, Bow Wow's an easy target when it comes to jokes, period. But in this particular situation, he did the manliest thing that he could have done and kept his hands off that woman. They said he did try to restrain her and she did have like some visible marks, but they were self defense. Like it was literally him saying, Dog, quit hitting me in the fucking ribs. God damn it. Man. Spit on me. So yeah, man. Ladies, men, keep your hands to yourselves. One, ladies, just, just one super sock, and then and then just yeah. get. <laughs> she walked up on that nigga like little bow wow. You just don't know, and then she you gonna learn the day. Put the body, the ribs. She went to the body on that nigga anyway. I um, and now let's get to the Blackberry letter. Ask the culture. So we got a long one and a short one. Let's start with this short one first. Um. From one of the homies out in LA, or I think she might be in the Bay now, but uh, she said, Hey guys, love this segment y'all did last week. Question for you Do you want a housewife or a, co- or a career woman? Always curious what men think about this. Housewife or career woman? Uh, short answer for me, I want a career woman. Now, I don't need that to be like a typical nine to five career. Go out and do whatever the fuck you do. But I don't want a woman that's just sitting around the house all the day spending money. That's just I don't want that. Hmm. Uh, I guess it depends on how much disposable income I have. Because mm-hmm. if 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 you need to contribute for us to live this life, yeah, I need you to work too. Yeah. <laughs> or because like if if I just got it right, yeah. I don't want you to take, wake your ass up at seven o'clock in the morning yeah. or when it was thirty below, just yeah. just to just so it don't look like. And so that's what I mean the, by I don't need you working a nine to five. But so kind of to go a little bit uh, delve a little deeper in my answer, I'm thinking more of let's say Shaq. Right, Shaq used to be married to Shawnee. They had a million kids. Shaq was one of the first players in the NBA making two three hundred million dollars on a contract. She didn't need to work. Eventually, they get divorced. He was cheating. She was cheating. 
She had to start basketball wives. She was bored. Women get bored. Women are still humans. They are creative. They don't want to sit around all day. That housewife shit sound cool till you 10 years down the road and you realize your husband is getting a million accolades and you at the crib not really doing shit. And you got all these ideas and all this dope shit. And you have resources to go out and execute the shit in your mind. I don't want my wife to be bored with me. 10, 15 years down the line because she didn't do shit. So you ain't got to get up and go to nine to five. Like Jay said, if it's a blizzard and it's 30 below outside, I don't need you getting up worried about going to work if we have the money to do so. Um, but I heard uh, Killer Mike an- an- ask- answer this question that I think about the other yeah. day. And he was like, no, I don't necessarily need to do that because I need you to be listening to what the fuck I say and not worry about your boss and what he say. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? If I need you to be focused on the family, not yeah. on I need to do this something before I get in trouble at work. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? And so that's my, kind of to my point. If you ain't working a nine to five, I still want you to be your own boss and go out and do your own thing. Like, I know uh, Big Boy, I lived in Atlanta for a while. Big Boy's wife used to have, and it may still be up, she used to have a shoe store. Mm-hmm. And it was like a sh- dope shoe boutique. I used to go there every once in a while. Just because she was kind of fine. I used to like walking in there. I ain't never buy no shoes. I ain't had no money. Mm-hmm. But, um... That sort of thing, like set your woman up with her restaurant or her shoe store, or whatever. If you got the money like that, so we talking about just average regular people, like so. For an example, like yeah. I value the whole family structure, right? Well, gotcha. I value the relationship between a child and his mom, child and father, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Like I, if I could have, I have the option or whatever. Like I will homeschool, yeah, into a certain age or whatever. Like I don't mind there being something some consistency in that child's life yeah where at i know for a fact that at eight o'clock in the morning or whatever time you wake up there's gonna be breakfast on the table yeah because there's someone there to cook breakfast i know Mm -hmm. that when someone comes home from school well if dad at work and mom at work who who taking care of you when you come like you know what i'm saying this yeah it kind of curtails certain things yeah and like i think that that job of whoever's gonna be at home, like it's a valuable one, mm-hmm. and if I can afford it, I mean I'm okay with that. Yeah, that don't mean that you don't got hobbies. That don't you don't yeah. got wants, you don't got needs. If you got some, I don't want you working for corporate America. Yeah, if you don't have to, got you. If that because don't nobody want to do that. Facts. No one grows up like oh I can't wait till I get me a boss. Yeah. No, nobody wants to do that. Now if your passion is law. Yeah, and you like to argue cases, or you want to fight for whatever, whatever. If that's what you want to do, go have it, have mm-hmm. at it. What I really want is a happy wife. Mm-hmm. So whatever she wants Talk to do, it. that's what I want her to do. Yeah, if it works, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, talk about a king. <laughs> Talk but about like, it, King. I did like I don't want to go to work. Yeah, the, well, the type of work that I would rather do. I mean, I run the studio and shit. Yeah. I'm here out ridiculous amount of hours but yeah. it don't feel like work for me because i like doing it yeah it's something you're like, passionate about you know what i'm saying yeah. so like if that's what you want to do and that's how that's what your work consists of have at it yeah but if you got the op- if we have the opportunity to not work in corporate america yeah. i'm not about to make nobody go to work just so it do- gives the appearance that i'm not being taken advantage of yeah that means there's a lack of trust and understanding yeah somewhere. there's definitely some deeper rooted shit there because uh no one wants to feel like they've been taken advantage of. Yeah. So, no. I just, because uh, you, you really said it, man. Um, making sure my wife is happy is going to be key, no matter what. Whether she's getting up 9 to 5 and whether she's cultivating whatever her passions are. Or whether she's at the crib raising our family and taking care of the home. 
if she not happy, we have shit to work on. We have other stuff to do. Um, so that's ultimately uh, the thing. But to answer the question, I would rather her be working on and something. To be perfectly honest, depending on how many children we got, it may be cheaper for you not to work because childcare yeah. is fucking. Childcare is expensive as shit. That's why I ain't got no uh, kids now. So like, why you can kick all that motherfucking dough out? You working yeah. and you only Uncle Sam taking thirty percent of your money. Yeah. Now childcare taking thirty yeah. percent of your money. Now you out the house. 50 hours a week and you only getting a third of what's owed to you because yeah. what now? No, I'd rather you stay at home or I, rather one of us yeah. stay at home, whoever it is. I got a homeboy uh, down in Atlanta. Nigga's a producer and he made a good amount of money and his girl and they kid, they had twins. Yeah. they His girl, it was a stay at home situation. His girl had just graduated when I moved down there in like 07. I think she had just graduated. Um, but she never worked. Like she graduated, got her degree, all that, but she never worked, or at least not like a traditional nine to five. He took care of the crib. He told me, and this is a long time ago, and it definitely didn't make a lot of sense to me then because I was younger, but he told me that because she took care of all that shit. The crib, she cleaned up the kids, they yeah. ain't had no babysitter, wasn't no maid, none yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. He said he paid her. And I was like, like an allowance and he was like no oh, i'm paying her what i would be paying someone for child care and he's like i'm keeping my money in the crib and he's like if she wants to stack it cool how about this how about i make an actual business and give her actual check now she can even do taxes mm. you see it and do all that right. yeah, yeah and because you're doing this at home and you live here now, now you're getting tax a, breaks yeah now you can a portion of your uh if you use a, a certain amount of portion of your home yeah. for business, now you get a tax break. And yep. tech, like, no. Yeah. And I don't even, we ain't even get that deep into the combo. But, but I wonder. Like, it's value in that. Yeah, it definitely is, man. So something to think about. But again, I can't wait to be in a position where does my wife even have to work is a conversation. Because uh, that'll mean that I'm doing something right in my yeah. life. I and mean, but unfortunately, well, the situation used to be like that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Uh, $30,000 a year could, enti- can take care you could take care of, of a family of, of four. A family of four. Only one person had to work. Our economy and our system don't work like that no more. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that people are looked down upon if you be like, I can't believe you're going to make your woman work. Well, yeah. Where, what's, what country do you live in? Yeah. Like, do you know what the average medium household income is for the state of Michigan? Forget Detroit. Yeah. Like it's like sixty thousand. Michigan is a whole different, bro. Like literally, the medium income yeah. for the for for, for the house for the house the house that's that everybody in there is like sixty thousand, right? Yeah. So I get it individually. It look great for individually. Yes, you may make more than sixty. I make yeah. more than sixty, but like across the board, yeah. for the for the entire for the state, entire, yeah, that utopian world that you're thinking about, it don't really exist yeah. like that for everybody. Yeah. The exceptions, but not the rule. The rule is niggas ain't making that much money like that. It's and it's kind of crazy because if you you know if you just take I don't know six months, maybe a year, depending on the position you're in, work on your credit a little bit, fix some shit up, pay some bills off. Y'all in certain cities, certain areas, a median house and sixty grand is probably still a little low, but like for the whole crib. But in general, it's some very like reasonable. And kind of respectable salaries that you could make and live a pretty nice life if you clean up the other areas. But I think niggas, we kind of have it in our mind where we're either filthy rich or we dirt poor. No. 
in Michigan, the median household income was up 2.3 percent between 2016 and 2017, mm-hmm. rising to 54,909. My you, lord, you niggas are lying. Yeah, y'all niggas ain't getting it. Well, like let me that. rephrase that. Because I do make more than $54,909. Yeah. However, I don't even, like, it, it don't fucking matter what yeah. your individual person yeah. makes. This it matters the, what the, the rest of the state. So yeah. this idea that everybody has. Yeah, that, everybody up here getting money. Oh, you niggas is broke. You ain't yeah. got this. You ain't got that. Fam. No. Them is the exceptions, yeah. not the rule. Yeah. And, hey, if it's some broke niggas up here, your mama and them in that. Cause they part of that median household. Nigga, did nigga. your mama work? Yeah. Hey, now we talking did, did about your some goals. Mama, did your mama have a job? Yeah. Why you? <laughs> damn, I went from don't work right. Yeah. But yeah. being realistic, like, yeah. did your mama have a job? So why do you expect your your husband to allow you not? Yeah. To, like, yeah. hey, it's a whole nother convo, and I don't want that to turn left yeah. and we fuck up our our <laughs> shit. Uh, so we gonna move on to this other question, man. This is actually a, a really. Really detailed question. I, I like this type shit. This is what I'm looking for. A real letter. Uh, so one of the homies hit me on Instagram and she said, shout out to the homie. Uh, she said, can we talk about bitter women? And sure. As soon as I read that, I said, I would love to. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, she said, I was amongst a group of my girlfriends and someone brought a friend with them, which was cool. It was cool. They brought a homie. And the woman that they brought with them began to talk about how she doesn't let her kids see their father unless he gives her what she feels she deserves due to all the work she put in before they broke up and how she is the primary caregiver for her child. I asked, does the father attempt to have a relationship with his son? She said, yes, but he's still not coming up off the funds like he should, which instantly pissed me off. She is a part of a toxic group of women who feel like they don't have to be what they want. Hold up. Who feel like, pardon me, if they don't have what they want, no one is going to be happy. She's hindering what could be the greatest relationship for her son because she's bitter. Needless to say, she didn't like my response to her ignorance and she left. After she left, I asked my friends, how can y'all be friends with someone who acts like that? Um, yeah, put that responsibility back on the friends. Make that person yeah. feel uncomfortable. Yeah, just like what we were just talking about a minute ago with old girl that beat up Bow Wow. Um, she should not be comfortable and content. She, dog body shots. Yo, if all right, I ain't going back there. But don't hit me in my ribs. Um, don't hit me. Big facts. Uh, yeah, your friends, your circle should keep you accountable. And that's the thing that's missing right here. It's accountability. If you have a man in your life you're no longer with, but he's still trying to have a relationship with your child, as he should. He's doing what he should do as a father. Preventing him from doing that until he comes up off a certain amount of money or he does a certain amount of things for you that you feel like is enough to repay for you being the primary caretaker. Fan, take that to the court. She said... She wants to be paid back for all that she did yeah, in the relation before, before they broke, broke up. up. Yeah, I caught that bar. Um, like what? what? Huh? Was she sucking that nigga dick from the back? She want to get paid? Like, I, don't, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't really. I don't understand. Just in general, man, because I have a I have a very close situation to me right now, uh, where one of my brothers is dealing with some child uh, situations with his baby moms and. I just I hate the notion that 
women have so much power in these situations. She said, I'm the primary caregiver as if I have a choice. Yeah. You get that by default. Yeah, literally. Literally. Like, I just think that the court should make the baby stay with the dad now, 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 now. Father, if you don't take this child, now yeah. you're going to jail. Yeah. Let's just make it simple. Um, now, because we've been living in a society where Unfortunately, it appears that the men have yeah. ducked out on their responsibilities. Maybe they have. Maybe yeah. they have not. A, a lot of with, them have. With you know, with this situation yeah. here, um, and I know some women like this who literally will not allow their child to see their father. I think that should be against the law. It should be, but you know where it's not against the law because when you don't have a legally binding thing that says the dad gets to see the child this Thanks. amount of hours or this amount of day, but where we get fucked up as men, not a lot of us is two things. Not a lot of us can afford to get a lawyer and retain a lawyer and learn that we do have rights as a parent. And not a lot of us and going to court costs a lot of money. Um, and you may go down down to the friends of the court and it may be worse off for you. And they might fuck you. So we have a natural instilled fear of I don't even want to do all that. I'm going to let her dictate the terms of what we're doing. But a lot of times when the woman dictates the terms, we get fucked then too. Because I got a homeboy right now who just finished up at court. And that nigga's paying a lot. And his girl, baby mom, took him to court. He's paying a lot less than what he was giving her. Because the court determined, hey, nigga, he don't got to pay you all that for that child to live that way. So listen, this is just how I mm-hmm. think the system should work. Mm-hmm. So it's for child support. Um, you live in a two bedroom apartment. You live in a, a two bedroom apartment, and you be like, "I want half the money for the rent." Yeah, and I'm like, "I don't think it should work that way." How much is a one bedroom? Yeah, one bedroom is five hundred, and a two bedroom is eight hundred. Well, I should be responsible for half of the cost. So it's three hundred dollars extra because yeah. you gotta live somewhere. Yeah, even if you didn't have this kid, you gotta live somewhere. So if it's gonna cost you an extra three hundred dollars a month for a two bedroom, I should be responsible for half of that three hundred, mm-hmm. not half of the eight hundred. So I should be giving you one fifty. Yeah. If you follow the math, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yep. So if the lights is two hundred dollars, well, you use half of the lights, right? Yeah. So that other half, which is a hundred dollars that the kid use, I'm gonna split that. Mm. Like I don't think we divide mm. this shit the right way. Like, yeah. Because whatever is you live here. Yeah. You have to. Uh, assume half of the responsibility yeah. for your half and the other half I should be responsible for half essentially 25% of your bills is what should be uh, what I should be taking because half of half yeah. is 25% yeah. like I think if we did that calculation you would be honest about what it really cost yeah. extra to live and take care of that child now granted I don't got no children big facts and I'm not the primary take caretaker for a child yeah but if you gotta eat hey. you buy extra i'm taking care of half that extra because you gotta factor yourself in i'm not responsible for uh. you i'm responsible for the the baby and let me just throw this in there um if you ain't really a fan of jay's math that he just ran through or if you just ain't a fan of math period hey let's try not having kids with people that don't like us um saying or that we don't like because not everybody, but a lot of y'all knew well in advance you shouldn't have got pregnant or had no baby. Man, you know what's so wild? I be looking at my timeline. Yeah. I be seeing relationships, pictures yeah. and pictures. I see pregnancy. Yep. Then I see a child 
and a mom by themselves and the yeah. other. I don't never see the nigga no more. Yo, you know what's really making me sad? Like, it used to piss me off because I was like, damn, dog, why the fuck shit happened? But now it's literally making me sad. Seeing the baby shower picture and it's just a mom. Like, dog. You know what's so funny is oftentimes the picture you see of the nigga is never the whole nigga. Uh-uh. It's the mm-hmm. arm mm-hmm. or it's the, like. Catch that nigga tat. In a fake rolly, I'm like bust you, down. You if like if you can't even like come on, man. Yeah, man. I don't. If your nigga ain't around at the baby shower, bro, I just I have a strange feeling that something was going on before that to make you probably understand that y'all shouldn't be procreating. But back to her. Yeah, yeah. And back to the bitterness, right? Yeah, yeah. Most relationships don't work out. Yeah. Like statistically, like it's a fact. More relationships don't work than the ones that do work. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, when you get married, that's not your first girlfriend. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Nah. Like, you went through more failed than yeah. worked. You found the one that worked for you. Y'all got yeah. married. Let's say y'all got married for the rest of your life. Y'all never, y'all never got divorced. You still went through 14 different relationships before you actually married there. a woman. Yeah. Relationships don't work. Yeah. They're going to fail more oftentimes than they're going to work. You got to understand this shit going in. It's a numbers game. Bruh. You got to understand that it's a it's a really really high probability that this relationship that you're in may not work. Aye. And if anything happens in that relationship that produces a child, yeah, you got to put the child first. Fuck your feelings. Mm-hmm. I, now I'm more logical and analytical than emotional in most cases, which yeah. is sometimes doesn't work in my business. It can be to your detriment. Yeah. But like, let's be real. Like this shit didn't work out. All right. Well, what are we gonna do with this kid? Yeah. Let's figure this out. Um, I get dumped like every week and a half, <laughs> so you know what I'm saying. I, I I know all about shit not working out, but uh, more often than not, man, I just I feel like there are things within a person. People are having children, and it's funny because they or not funny, but it's fucked up because they've been doing it for so long. You would think they would grow. People are having kids to save relationships. A child is not a relationship saver. Or savior, um, it will not make your relationship better. You are now adding additional weight to a relationship that was already strained. So to have a kid and then all of a sudden now you won't allow a parent to parent, one, that should be illegal. But two, fam, all you're doing, all this bitterness and you talking about you want money from shit you did before y'all broke up. You're literally telling me right there. I had this kid thinking that it was going to fix us. I think the penalty that a, a man goes through when he does not pay child support and he mm-hmm. can go to jail. Mm-hmm. There's like a penalty for it. When yep. you're an absentee father or whatever. Yep. If a woman has been caught, proved, and convicted of literally preventing yeah. a child from seeing their father, I think you should get those charges. I think whatever you should get time, 25 to life. Whatever time that he, whether whether it was 9, 11, whatever the time yeah. is, I think you should get it. Just yeah. as if whatever he would get for not being there, yeah. if you made that happen... You should take his time. I think you should get whatever Takashi Six Nine about to get. His time or her time. Yeah. So, cause I mean, yeah. Rarely you see a nigga out there with the baby who getting child support. But one of my old barbers, his 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 child's mother was addicted to drugs. She Damn. was out and about. You know what I'm saying? And like he had her own child support. Yeah. And he didn't want her the baby around her because yeah. of of the substance abuse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was like. And that's, yo, if you got a, because that's an interesting point. Like, if you have a, a child whose other parent is dealing with some outside sources and occurrences that may not be savory to the child, 
and they might be dangerous. They might put the kid in harm's. That's a whole other thing. No, it's the same thing. You go through the courts and you get supervised visits. So nothing's going to happen then. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to yeah, leave. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. leave you with My the child, child won't be alone. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You get supervised visits. Yeah. Because guess what? Whether you addicted to drugs or not, that child need a parent. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. child, well, no matter how fucked up a particular person is, you can be the worst piece of shit father or worst piece of shit mom to that kid. Mom or dad can do no wrong. I need mom and dad in my life. Yeah. And you don't have the, you shouldn't, it's not fair. Yeah. Um, parents need their kids, man. That child is, I, I am a firm believer that we come from women. I get it. I get it. We are of you. We come out of you. We come from you. We are connected to you. But they need their fathers, man. Um, that's just a it's it's nowhere around it, they man. Need, they need polarity. Yeah, they need both. Yeah, they need we, male and female yeah. influence. They need both consistently. Of y'all. Not, I mean, listen, I get it. When mom or dad, when dad's not there, you got an uncle. Mm-hmm. You got mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, that's not an everyday. But that child isn't from them. Like it's a different type of connection, a different type of relationship. When that child is of you, like that, you are me, literally. Um. So yeah, man. Both parents, when possible, need to be a part of that child's life. Do not keep your child from their dad or their mom. Like it's a way to go around it. If you feel like, again, to that young lady that's bitter and mad and all that, yo. If you feel like there's a certain amount of money he should be paying you, take it to court. Take it to court. Go right. get a judge to agree with no, it. No, she wanna. She wants to. She want pain. Yeah. She wants to feel him. She want him to hurt. Hurt. Yeah. Because. I was down for you yep. and all the blah, 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 and, and you what and you were. That man want to see his children. That's it. That's it. I just want nigga Tyrese voice, baby boy. I want to see my son. And guess what? The man can't provide financial support for this child. Can he at least provide the emotional support? Yeah. Can he at least take the child so you don't got to pay for the 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 the, the, the daycare yeah. and all that yeah. stuff? Because that has a monetary value. Yeah, big like, facts. Clearly, I know he needs to. To kick in though mm-hmm. But if you gonna be there For the emotional support I get your stresses And your financial responsibilities But the child Has an emotional connection Or emotional deficit That that father can still provide Yeah He can still feel that He can't give you the money But he can still provide And give At the very least Give him that amount Yeah I just I I don't know man I just I hate that and I hate because so many of these things start when the child is a baby. Like, I don't know how old this kid is that we talking about, but just in general, man, like, these kids don't be deserving this shit. Like, they don't know what the fuck's going on between y'all grown-ass people. She left because she knew she was wrong. Mm. Well. You left the club? Like, why? Why you leave? Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I hate it. But uh, women, stop being bitter with your baby dad. Um, and if that nigga's trash, take him to court, man. Get a judge to put some rules and regulations on this shit. That way, if he's inconsistent, he'll get the punishment that he deserves for it, man. But stop the vigilante parenting, dog. Strap up. Strap up. Yeah, we could also not have a kid when we not married. Like, yo, yeah, all right, real quick, tangent. Fuck it. Uh, shit, nigga, John Singleton, higher learning review coming soon. Fuck all that shit. I'm not really understanding this whole like I don't even want to get married no more I just want to be a parent like mentality that niggas have right now I'm not with that bro like I don't fuck all that and I'm not I'm not a holier than thou nigga who like yo if you have a baby with somebody out of wedlock you going to hell it ain't about that it ain't a religious thing fam why are you not committing 
So the people you have an unprotected, unfiltered, unsolicited sex with. Look here, I and come, you nothing in. Here I come with this little logic shit again, right? Oh man! So they run the numbers, right? Yeah. On poverty in our communities and shit, yeah. right there. So we get like compared to white folks mm-hmm. and other, like they up here financially, yeah. we down here. Yeah. As far as how the poverty goes, right? Okay. Then you take a look at black families. If you take a look at black families, um, from single households yep. and and two parent households, it's the exact opposite. Mm. So it's like. The two-parent household income and poverty level is all the way up here on the mm-hmm. good side, and then single household is all the way here. When we look at the white families who had a generally a higher arc, yeah. we look at single household versus two parents, it's the exact same thing. Yeah, It looked like how the black folks look to the white. So then yeah. when you look at the numbers, like, oh, the poverty and everything like that, it's not because you're black. Mm-hmm. It's because you come from a single-parent home versus a two-parent home mm-hmm. strictly financial yeah. two incomes are going to be better than, better than one one every time so when they look at historical data not like i think this would be smart blah, blah, blah. if you both graduate from high school and you both have full-time jobs yeah. and you get married first you're not going to be in poverty yeah. like the numbers support that 100 percent yeah the situation is y'all not together y'all not pooling your resources so now you got two different people living in two different households, and then when one person goes a different way, now I got to pay child support, right? Yeah. Um. So half of my money that I would normally be living off of is gone, and you, since we we not together, are paying for child care. Mm-hmm. So either you gonna pick up another job to pay for child care, and now you not home no more with the child. So now you got a child who at home by themselves all the time. Yeah. It's literally, it's really logic. It's really financial. If it's two incomes yeah. are better than one. Like you can avoid this shit, but we are st- st- trapped in a cycle of physical pleasure and this shit look cool and you we just keep having child children with people that you don't plan on being with. Yeah. For, whether y'all married or not, like y'all don't live together, y'all yeah. not pulling your resources. You don't plan on you don't have a plan to be with this person, but you just had a you just yeah. entered into a financial agreement with somebody that you don't even really, you don't have no plans on doing business with in the future. And so I'm glad that you said that because uh, a lot of people, when I've talked to them and they've said, "Oh, I, ain't, I don't need to be married. Marriage ain't nothing but a marriage ain't nothing but an investment." And it's okay. Well, cool. Then the person you're with, start investing with them. Pull your money together. Get a joint bank account. Move into the same crib. Like start. You ain't got to be married if you don't want to bind that contract and have a law and the politics of all. But invest in one another because right. if you plan on being together in the future. And you plan on procreating with them. And the only reason you don't want to get married is because you feel like, oh, this is the motherfucking government running my... Cool. Investo. Put a long-term agreement on that person. Show me that you really trust that you're going to be with that person long-term before you had that fucking child. Because if you ain't comfortable investing your money and pulling your shit together and living together and doing all that other shit... If I don't trust you with my bank account... Fam, I don't I'm trust not going to trust you with a child. My kid... <laughs> My kid, I w- I'm gonna have, I'm gonna make a whole nother person with you, and I, I want to give you my four digit pin number from my debit Bruh, card. <laughs> you see what I'm talking about, man? And they got, nigga, they got apps. You ain't even gotta go get a joint bank account. They got apps that y'all niggas could pull together and start putting money into, and start investing that way, or start saving that way. But in general, man, if you're not willing to live with this person and invest with this person and collect your money together with this person, save with this person, stack with this person, don't have a fucking child with this person. Like, I'm sorry, man. If you 
just strap up and I, I know it's a lot of you strapless ass niggas that don't like using the rubber I get it cool but don't I don't know cool. man it sound cool to you got a fucking five year old and one of y'all can't see them it ain't cool no more or one of y'all can't afford them it ain't cool no more or you having mental breakdowns and, and postpartum depression and you don't have nobody there to try to help you or take that burden off you when you going through your thing as a mother, man. So, ladies, single mom, y'all don't have to. I know a lot of the times it ain't up to y'all. A lot of the times that man do some wild funky no, it's shit. No, it's 100% up to the woman. Well, yeah, to you, have the kid is well, definitely I'm saying, up to the You woman. choose if y'all having sex or not, period. Big facts, big facts. The man does not decide, yes, I'm having sex. Or you have 100% control over the situation. You control whether y'all having sex. Yeah. You can control if that man is allowed to wear a condom with you yeah. or not. You yeah. control whether the, you're going to have the child or not. Like, the the 100% of the control of this child yeah. is in the woman's hands. Yeah. And hey, if that nigga turn out to be a fucking scumbag and leave, then that nigga turns out to be a scumbag and leave. But a good way to at least lower that percentage and that probability is to make sure that that man is invested in you well before y'all start laying down and fucking raw and having babies. I know. Like, not even on some religious shit, but yeah. like, that's why they say don't have sex to marriage not the definition yeah. of it. until you figure out this is the person yeah. cuz like if you want to be you want to be real and you go back like years and years and years ago before modern contraceptive mm-hmm. if you had sex you was going to have a baby yeah like oh <laughs> like, yeah pull out game was weak you bc know what I'm like you know it was a very high probability if you was if you having sex you going to yeah. have a baby condoms wasn't available like that wasn't yeah. no birth control no shit like that yeah. I'm talking about like Way, way, way yeah. back in the day, you know that's what BC stand for, nigga. Before Connor, <laughs> so it's like, listen, we like we need to figure out who gonna be having children or not. So like, don't yeah. have sex until you find out yeah. this is a person you're gonna be with. Fuck yeah. all the religion, not fuck all the religious yeah. shit, but like, but even if you remove that, yeah, like it just makes logical sense. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, so, hey man, just be careful out there, man. Don't end up being a bitter baby mama. Facts. Um, and don't end up being a a shitty baby dad, dad. Be, yeah like i because, don't because i mean i i i've heard conversations with niggas like yo she want all this motherfucking money and child support bitch it's 200 dollars a month shut your yeah. bitch ass up and take care of your kids because i'm looking at your shoes you know what i'm saying so don't be a bitter baby yeah. father like no she's not asking for too much she asking for just yeah. the she, she asking, asking for, for some help she's asking bro. for some help she literally asked for the bare you your little 200 dollars a month ain't taking care of shit i know motherfuckers out here that's legit uh my cousin just posted a facebook status the other day like just received my child support for two two kids with this nigga her ex-husband 22 dollars fuck out of here dog 11 bucks per child nigga make 475 an hour <laughs> dog. Like, come on man oh man yeah dog don't end up a bitter baby mom or a bitter baby daddy but let's jump into this higher learning shit man because like we said earlier man to start this podcast off higher learning dog john singleton was so far ahead of his time, he was finna start another life. Look behind you, he about to pass you twice with this movie, dog. Like, we already know John Singleton's story. He came out the gate, boys in the hood. Bam, Oscar nominated, world-renowned, like, classic. This is your typical, atypical hood classic film, right? Personally, boys in the hood, classic, cool, Ricky, Trey, all that shit. I felt like Menace to Society got Boys in the Hood to fuck up out of here. So I felt like Menace was a little more real and a little more unafraid, if anything. So when Menace came out, I was like, oh, because it was very similar in the tell the story they were telling. And I always felt like, all right, what else John Singleton got? Like, yeah, Boys was cool. You got your Oscar now. I'm all that shit. But you ever seen the deleted scenes from Boys in the Hood? Yeah. 
They on YouTube. Yeah. I wish they would have made the movie. Yeah. That's what. That's the shit I'm talking about. Those scenes. That's what Menace didn't delete them scenes. Man. I think more knowledge was dropped than Boys in the Hood though. Furious was on knowledge. his shit. Furious was a whole nother character. Furious was on his shit, dog. Mm-hmm. And like I like I like both. Yeah, oh, honest, I love man. them both. I love them both. I'm familiar with them both. But I felt like the Hughes brothers came with Menace and it was just so much more. Man, maybe, maybe we should review Boys in the Hood. We can definitely get we can review Boys in Menace. Well, I mean, like Menace Society yeah. may be my favorite movie. Yeah. Like yeah, in, ever in, in general, ever like it's like, one. It nigga it had a it had a, a giant impact on me. Yeah, say that way. um, but no, I I just felt like with boys to come out the gate so strong, just like Spike Lee with another movie that we plan on reviewing. Uh, do the right thing. Yeah, Spike Lee came out first movie, bam, Oscar nomination. When that happens, I'm always curious to see what's next. Mm-hmm. And John Singleton came out with a streak of classics out the gate. It was boys. And then it was poetic justice, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was higher learning. And and he tapped into uh, damn his first three films had Regina King in it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Regina, shout out to that black queen. Um, there was a carryover from every movie he he's he's yeah. The first three, you know, the poet, the what is high, what is higher, like he that's the nigga in poetic justice yeah. too. Spin that same. I can't think of dog name. I'd actually that's looked like it up. Huggy bear or something. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh. <laughs> <laughs> he do look like that nigga. I don't know if that's him, <laughs> but he looked is, he looked though, just like, like that nigga. Um, but uh, anyway, so Higher Learning comes out 1995. A couple things about Higher Learning that I didn't know. Um, when Higher Learning was released, do 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 do. Where did that just go? I think that's that nigga in real life, dog. He looked like him, bro. I ain't, I ain't uh, I'm not gonna deny it. So when Higher Learning was released, where did this just go? I swear I just had this pulled up. Um, five months prior to Higher Learning being released. Uh, oh, shit. All right. Pardon me. I read that all incorrectly. All right. Never mind the fact that I was finna give you all because I was finna fucking lie. But uh, <laughs> Higher Learning was dope because it was themes in there that are so prevalent today that we touched on earlier man you got the me too movement feminism you got sexuality you got black kids going to college who ain't never been out of whatever their respective hoods are um and and shit touching on scholarships and that sort of thing man that sports athletic scholarship is a big deal in the black community boy i forgot ricky was in this movie by the way fam yeah, that nigga was running track and fucking with the white girl, nigga. That nigga, shout out to Morris Chestnut for randomly being in here and being a hater. Um, he brought back. I mean, it was so many boys in the hood cast and this shit. Yeah, I mean, this was Ice Cube in a wheelchair. Yeah, uh, was in the joint. That nigga Chris, young Chris or whatever the fuck the nigga names them boys. Um, but it was just it was so many things with the characters in Higher Learning. So we ain't got to get into you know the the synopsis of it man all these kids come to college most of them this is their freshman year and what i really think the biggest theme of this movie is everybody is searching for an identity they're searching for acceptance looking for belonging in a group and when you do that you're looking for a group that touches on something similar to you so you had uh remy he don't have no friend. That nigga was all over the place in the movie. Fact. He tried to get with the blacks. He tried to get with the frat. He tried to get with everybody. And then everybody. It, it was literally like, I just want a friend. Well, you know what's so funny, man? Yeah. I thought 
the parallels and this it was three parallels yeah from three of the main characters yeah. remy the white girl Kristen, or christy or something and um, and then malik and malik yeah all three of them came in searching for our identity mm-hmm. found a group learned some information and took fully over that new identity yeah so or tried to take over fully that or that identity so christy right yep uh she came in and she got raped off off top at the frat party. You know yep. what I'm saying? Trying to hang in, trying to hang out with the the two Valley girls. Yep. Essentially, and then she met the 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 lesbian chick. Yeah. And she was really about to get turned out. Super feminist and all that. Yeah. She was into it. Yeah. Remy came in not knowing what he was gonna do. He hooked up with the Aryan Nation. Yeah. Learned some information and he went full fledged. Just like uh, Malik, he came yeah. in not necessarily knowing what he wanted to do. Yep. Hooked up with the bros, with now. the brothers and yeah. shit, and like he went strictly black power. Yeah. Like he was going overboard. Yeah. Like no nigga, no no. Like fam, it's second week. All <laughs> like <laughs> it's still first week. semester. Like, Y'all niggas on, is man. nah. Them niggas. Uh, it's it's kind of funny that you said that because all three of them, the people who they were trying to identify with in the groups that they were trying to join their identities were so strong and so i'm not gonna be a follower and i'm like these were leaders yeah that Aryan dude that he was a leader ice cube uh what was his name fudge in the movie he was a leader uh and then the the feminist chick that christy or Kristen got into these were leaders their personalities were so a type and And you know what's dope well one i think i did notice yeah you know i'm like the brain not fully developed until it's twenty five. Mm-hmm. Um, Cube in this movie was twenty six years old. Yeah, he was a super six, senior. Yeah, six year senior. Super so, senior. Yeah. Um, the leader of the Aryans, he wasn't in school no more at all. He yep. was an adult. Yep. So you got an eighteen year old mind ready to to sponge up information. You yeah. think that you grown. You think that you know everything. You think of your decision making is cool yeah. and on point. But somebody who's twenty five years old talking to yeah. an eighteen year old, heavily influential. Yeah. If I show. <laughs> So one of my um, cannabis bars, yeah. the best place to hide the lie. I researched the roots looking for proof. The best place to hide the lie is in between two truths. Mm. Like the Aryan Nation will tell you some shit that sound good on paper Facts. or factual on yeah. paper, slide in a lie, and then sandwich that shit with another truth. Yeah. And it's like that with some of the the black power, the hotel niggas, oh, yeah. the all not like, yeah, man, that shit sound Make good. Make America great again, all this shit. Yeah, it gets you emotionally involved. Yeah. It get you emotionally charged up, and then when you hear like, "Oh, that's a fact." Well, I believe this. Yeah. I can slide you a lie in there real yeah. quick. Sandwich that shit together, and now you on a fucking rooftop with a rifle shooting in the crowd. And I, I'm glad you said that too, because the part of all of this, this becoming susceptible to what people are telling you, starts with the emotional connection. Like every single one of the events that introduced Malik to the black power dudes or introduce Remy to the Aryan nations or introduce Kristen to the feminist movement that was happening on campus. They all came after an emotional, I guess, emotionally traumatic event. Yeah. Um, so Kristen was raped at the frat party and then she had been dating a guy and he seemed nice and, you know, like he cared about that was her. Such a useless rape fan. Yeah, time out. There's no, <laughs> there's no uh, good rape. <laughs> but like, fam, like you was, yeah, you was in yeah. there. It was like you were. She literally just asked him to get a condom. Fam, why couldn't you just put a condom? On? She just asked him. To you could have fucked. Yeah. Like what? What were you doing, fam? You know what's kind of funny about that, or not? Again, not funny, man. But when 
<clears throat> when I rewatched this yesterday, in my mind, I literally I didn't remember that detail. Me either. I just thought he had raped her. And then when I'm watching it and I'm like, she said, yo, go get a rubber. And he's like, kind of, no, just let me put it in. He doing that. Every nigga do it. And then. Then she was kind of like going with it for yeah. a minute. She was still uncomfortable. He by, put it in. Like, and then fam, get, get one. She was like, all right, come on. Let's just go get a rubber. Fam, you're about to get the pussy, bro. Like, even even when he was still trying to go, like, fam, she's yeah. still about to let. Like, pussy got. The pussy was got. Like, nigga, literally, you? all you had to do was go put on a rubber, man. Oh. I, I didn't really understand. Well, I understood because, you know, here's this super hyped up, probably on some drug ass, white boy, super toxic masculinity situation all over this bitch. You trying to control this. All she asked was to protect yourself, man, and, and protect her. And like him. She, she, you know what she got? <laughs> Yo, you just met her at this party tonight. Like, like that's that be my thing though. Yeah, like I get it. The jokes, the the you know, what I'm saying the raw shit, no kind of body blah, yeah. but like, I don't know what you got. Hey, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen of this weekend culture, people got shit. <laughs> I want y'all to understand that this y'all be is seeing the fucking memes and retweets about the the, the statistics in the city and the Detroit metro. You're like, fam, people yo, got shit. P- matter of fact, let me throw this out there: if your man or woman was down in Atlanta this weekend, huh. wait about three months before y'all fuck, and then maybe Ooh. run a doctor's visit in there in that fucking time frame, bro. Asymptomatic head ass <laughs> dog. Fuck dog. Off. Niggas swear everything benign. <laughs> Y'all niggas. Fuck off, no, man. dog. Niggas is out here with diseases and a lot of other shit, man. And stop having sex with. I, that's one thing that I've never understood. Like, don't fuck the stranger raw. Like, damn, like, <laughs> like y'all fucking a stranger, bro. Like, I can see, like, all right, y'all done went a couple of days. You finally, you got like a, y'all done. Hey, we fucked before. Like, we have like a consistent sort of fucking. You can have a conversation like, nigga, you fucking anybody else? Yeah. When last time you got tested? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's okay. And nah, uh, she literally, and I'm like, you're in a frat house. I know it's a condom in there. <laughs> this is not a, oh shit, I got to get up and go to the store situation and now to move broken. Fam. Go look in any drawer in that house. I bet you it's a condom in there. So yeah. Anyway, that was a to Jay's point. <laughs> a useless. Rape. It was a useless rape. <laughs> there um, is no. There is no. But there. No. Rape. There's no useful rape, and we want to be clear about that. Uh, especially me and Wood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to make sure that I'm clear about that. There's no useful. That rape. was Jason Johnson. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, my colleague Jason. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, dog. There's no useful rate, but that was one of the most pointless. Like you put yourself in a fucked up situation. Like I almost, I want that scene to be different. But you know what's fucked up about that scene? That's, I mean, it's not as fucked up as the rape, clearly. But what's even more fucked up is that nothing happened to him after he raped her. Like, yeah, she was finna have Regina King bring Cube and him over there to beat his ass. But short of that, she never told him what happened. Nothing happened. Yeah, like. That ass whooping only happened because you called her a black bitch. Because you called Regina King a black bitch. I don't even know that she knew that you got raped. I feel like Regina knew that something bad something happened. Something happened. But it never, and, and that's the point that I feel like if we want to get on our, our women shit for a minute, women are so silenced in those situations. Because look at how much happened between her being raped and Cube and them coming over there to scrap and then the cops coming. Like fam, the you got protection. Yeah. You pointed somebody out. Yeah. You got protection. He's out on the floor. The police is there. Yeah. 
hey, this nigga raped me. Yeah. And that's I always that was the part of that that I wanted to be different. For her but, to say, yo. Granted, she this happened that night. Yeah. She's in shock. I mean, and I can't She ain't even had time to process this. Do that, but like if that was gonna happen, that yeah. would have been the perfect time. Or yeah. when y'all was telling them to pull him out. Yeah, but then you all you also have because if you want to start going back into her seeking acceptance, um, because initially it looked like she was seeking acceptance from men, uh, because she was dating the one nice guy who seemed to genuinely care about her, who she ended up not giving a fuck about, you know, throughout the movie as she got closer to the girl, uh, but then she wanted acceptance from them two girls, her little Valley girl, home girls who were rich and they was from yeah. there and she wanted them to accept her. Cause she used to, well, low key, you got a new identity cause you poor now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm using that term very yeah, yeah. relatively. Yeah. Yeah. But your, your, your pops lost his, you know, job his wherever you was working. Yeah. At, so now you got a new identity. Yeah. And it's like, you're still seeking to be accepted in these circles that are not listening to you and they're not paying attention to you and these aren't your real friends and i want that to be drawn from this movie what's fucked up is them two was her well they not they not yeah. good friends yeah they weren't but great them friends. niggas came from the crib yeah. like y'all came there yeah. together yeah but that's again it, it tells you who your real people are because when we get in a moment of stress in a situation that doesn't look like our norm regina king the only one that came to your age regina king saved you Hey. She noticed that something was going on. She was paying. Your friends watch you run out of your crying. They was like, should we uh, get her? Because old boy drunk. Yeah. She was like, whatever. yeah, whatever. And we going back to being white. And hey, pay attention to your real friends, man. Um, And another lesson from right here real quick. Everybody's not your friend. I want people to stop putting themselves in real life situations with people that ain't your fucking friend. Because you over there being raped and them two girls didn't give a fuck. Yeah, hey, I'll be friends because of circumstance. Oh. When I was like in the ninth grade, uh, I had a mentor who, who referenced, or when I was like 11th or 12th grade, mm-hmm. and he was like, listen, man, look around. Like the people that you think are your friends. Like y'all are only friends because you are forced to see them every single day in high school. Yeah. And a year or so after high school, you're gonna find out who your real friends are, who you actually stay in contact with. Mm-hmm. And he said that's it's nothing wrong with that. It's not like they're not like out to get you, but like yeah. When y'all don't have to see each other five times yeah. a week, let's find out who your real friends yeah. are. I it's kind of funny you said that. I remember being uh my it was the summer before my freshman year of college and we was at my best friend at the time we was at his crib and his stepdad who he kicked it with us all the time used to give us game all the time and then he was on the porch with us we was all smoking and shit and his stepdad said uh he said and when you go off to school you're not gonna be fucking around with these niggas no more and I was like, man, get up, get out of here. Like, that ain't, you know, these is my dogs, man. Like, nigga, we thick and thin. Like, nigga, we going to be listening to Dipset for the rest of our lives. Fuck is you talking about, man? And then he was like, no, nah, the shit y'all doing right now, waking up on a goddamn Thursday morning in the summer smoking weed, not doing shit all day, that ain't going to be you, nigga. You going to be up there interning. You going to be up there studying. You going to be up there trying to find a job, nigga, so you can. And he was like, your life is about to be different. And these niggas ain't trying to come along that same path you going. Yeah. And I was like, dog, that's not fucking real. Like, I don't believe it. But lo and behold, it, it didn't happen exactly how he said. But the overall theme of it's going to be people in your life that as you continue moving forward are not going to be there. 
Or they gonna get left. Y'all move forward, but they turned over to the left. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got married and had a child. Uh-huh. So that extra four or five hours I had a week to hang out and bullshit and go yeah. to the bar with. They don't, I don't got, got that, that no more. more. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's no shot to you, but like yeah. man, you gotta recognize that everybody not gonna be here and looking out for their best interest when yeah. they have their best interest to look yeah. out for. And and that's a lesson though, uh, and I think it's you know, it's no shocker. Again, these was all freshmen, Malik, Kristen, and uh, Remy. Man, you think you realize how casual that conversation was when um, old girl was walking home and she saw all the blue lights, right? Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's so nobody jumps out and grabs you. Yeah. There's a telephone at the end of the block. You That yeah. was just a regular casual conversation, yeah. and we went around about the movie. Like, when that left for this movie, like, I didn't leave out the movie thinking about, oh, damn, rape is bad. Yeah. Or this is what happened I guess I just accepted that this is what happened in college. Like, I don't know how you know I feel about how I didn't feel. Granted, I was 13. I don't know shit but, about college. So, But let me fast forward from that because when I was at Michigan State, there was a period over one of the semesters, I think it was like my sophomore or junior year, where women were being assaulted mm. in a specific area on campus. It was happening regularly for over the course of like a month and a half. And it never even occurred to me we need to have a better system in place. We need to have the blue light system yeah. or whatever the fuck. Cause like you, when you 18, like you not, you don't think like you, everything is going through your brain. Yeah. Short attention span. Like, I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. why we didn't, but like, yeah. it's just, I don't know. It's wild, man. And then, uh, I guess depending on who you are, what portion of the country and what kind of culture you, you are from yeah. like this movie probably had different standouts for different yeah. people. Yeah. So us, me watching it, I took away the relationship between Malik, Fudge, and the Aryan Nation. Yeah. And the I ran track yeah. from elementary school through high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like that track portion of that and that scholarship. That hit like, you, yeah. I was in tune and all the other stuff. Now, the relationship between old girl and the other girl and the other guy, like I understood it, I got yeah. it. I ain't care about none of that shit. Yeah. If that wasn't in the movie. Anyway. No, no, no. But so it's kind of funny you say that. So when I was younger, I didn't give a fuck about the Kristen leg of the storylines. But watching this shit last night, I was like, damn. Did you ever, did you see you? Yeah. Oh my God. This who, old girl, what's old girl name on you? Uh, oh fuck. She had to, Beck. Dog name was Joe Beck. 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 She was Becked in a motherfucking yeah. thing, higher learning. Yeah, like she was just dingy and like yeah. aloof. And, and she just, ain't get life, man. Like, it ain't make sense to her. Like fam, you walking around minds, yeah. minefield. You just head in the clouds. And you're let everybody's able to persuade you. You was about to be gay for a hot second. You was gay. You for was like, gay for a minute. Cause yeah, man, uh, you was wow. If old boy didn't. Att- didn't ask you out essentially. Yeah. Oh, you were smashing. And this one also I thought was wild. Yeah. Fam, this first semester. Yeah. First week there, you didn't. Y'all ain't even started classes. First week there, you fucking. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that situation ended up turning into the rape. Yeah. But if he didn't, yeah, you, you was still finna fuck. You was yeah. just you was fucking one guy. Then you went to being gay. Yeah. Then you went to fucking somebody else. Yeah. Like, fam, slow down. Yeah, man. But it's funny, man. Like. College, I come. I was the first person in my house to graduate from college. Um, my mom had attended college. She dropped out when she got pregnant with me. Uh, you know, shout out to them crimson, crimson tide, road tide, and all that shit. But uh, 
I was the first person to graduate. But what no one prepared me for was the staunch differences in your daily high school life and going to college. It's a level of freedom. It's a level of accountability that you just don't take into consideration when you're 18. That's how you know. Um, That's how you know. This is going to sound wild. Yeah. If you're a good parent or not. Mm-hmm. Being a your children acting real nice and well while they in front of you. Yeah, that's one thing. That's what they supposed to do. Yeah, but how they act when they are outside of your control really yeah. shows how much they respect you. And character. How much of that teaching or lack thereof yeah. stuck in, and like sometimes you, I get when you get a little bit of freedom, yeah. there's gonna be something that goes a little yeah. bit left. But if you kept them close, yeah, then maybe that little bit left. It's not as far left yeah. as the next person. Because it's, it's two things that you're going to be allowed freedom to do when you go off to college. You get academic freedom, which is, hey, I'm no longer in high school anymore. I'm grown. I can go to class when I want to. I'll skip it when I want to. I study for this test however I feel like studying. I have that academic freedom. Then you get moral freedom, hmm. and your morality gets tested. And yeah. it's, hey... I come from over here, strict parenting, do do do. I had a boyfriend or I had a girlfriend and da da da. But now I'm over here in college and I'm fucking the first night that I moved in. And then I got a girlfriend two weeks later and I was just fucking a dude. Like, it's like, whoa, 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 your morality is being slow, slow down, down, man. Like, when you get to school, and that's where I feel like going into school, into college. High schools have to do a better, more practical job at preparing you for certain things. Yeah, they can't prepare you for, A, when you go up there, don't be fucking frat dudes your first night. But, damn, can y'all prepare me for something? Like, can you prepare me for the types of groups that might be on campus, the types of predators that might be on campus? Because some people are coming to prey on my young seven. I was 17 when I walked on Michigan State's campus, dog. I'm so impressionable at that point. Facts. Fam, man, you could tell me anything. I was fucking my boss. <laughs> Dog, she was a grad student, but she was also my manager at the Sparty store. Yeah. She let me get away with stealing at where I stole from the store every day. And then she was like, yo, to make sure that you ain't getting in trouble, I'm going to have you working on Saturdays. And I was like, fam, I don't work on no fucking Saturdays. She was like, you ain't even let me tell, tell you what you're going to be doing. I was like, fam, I don't want to shift on Saturday. She was like, no, you're going to review security tapes. That way, all that little stealing and letting your friends come in there and take what they want, you don't get fucking kicked out of school for that. So I reviewed security tapes and fast forwarded right through my shift every tape, nigga, every Saturday. Four hours, I'm watching security tapes. She follow you on Instagram? Or <laughs> I don't even remember. Because uh, she was she Shout was in grad school. She was 24. And she looked out. But it was just like that sort of impressionable. She could have made me do whatever the fuck I wanted to do, nigga. I and got this tape of you. Yo. Meet me in the in the line. <laughs> What's kind of funny is how I took advantage of her, nigga. My L's was suspended. I used to have her drop me off at Chick's Cribs. I used to be like, yeah, my nigga Mike live over here. We finna pull up on Mike. That's yeah, crazy. whatever. But anyway. What, um, I, what I did think was interesting. Yeah. And it's kind of like one of those six degrees of separation. Like mm-hmm. all these people were all connected. Somehow, they, And they did yeah. not know each other. Yeah. And it was almost like a day in a life. Well, a yeah. day at this place and you went through different You got every angle. Yeah. yeah. And um it was interesting how the movie started with Malik 
and Christine or Christy or whatever her yeah. name is, and in the elevator and shit. Yeah, and she kind of like clutched her stuff. Yeah, and that nigga just smirked like, like fucking white women. And then like, at the end, of so the, scared of us. And then the end of the movie, ended, yeah, after the tragedy, yeah. all of a sudden she like, hey, I'm Kristen, and he like Malik. Um, but yo, let's let's kind of dive into Malik's storyline a little bit, man. Which is my second favorite character. Yeah. Um, Malik is again when we were kids in 95 Malik is the character we related to Malik is the the one we I literally and this is not a game dog I'm not joking <laughs> ask any nigga I ever played football with ask any nigga I ever ran from the police with ask any nigga that I've ever been in a situation where I was running I run like that nigga because of this movie like hands open yeah. chest up everything they told that nigga to do when he was running I run exactly like this nigga it's kind of weird because I related to him this was the black guy and they never said where he was from they didn't. They did. He want. I guess they wanted him to be from any town yeah, in the USA. He, make him as relatable as possible, man. Uh, we saw Malik as young black men, and it was like, yo, all right, here he go. Malik came to this school on a track scholarship. Throughout, all he's being told, whether it was Cube telling him, whether it was his coach, whether it was Tyra Banks, everybody's telling this nigga, don't fuck that scholarship up, nigga. Run, nigga, run. He definitely came in with a sense of entitlement, though. Yeah. Cause he had been the man where he came from. Coming that bitch with the with the glasses on. Yeah. Like fam, who you think you is? And you have Morris Chestnut and them character those those characters, them older cats who had been up there before, and they was like, hey, nigga, all that little flashy shit, that don't work up here, bro. You gotta earn this spot, nigga. Yeah. And uh what I thought was dope about Malik though, again, as confident and arrogant as he was and that sense of entitlement that he had, he was still a fragile character in this motherfucker, man. Cause he came up there. He ain't know who the fuck he was. He ain't know how to operate and how to move up there. One of the first people to challenge him was uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character, the professor. Yeah. Because he, he told him off rip. I don't give a fuck about that track, nigga. You got to read this Frederick Douglass and write this paper. Get your academics up. Fuck that scholarship, bro. But also, uh, the, the sense of entitlement I was talking about, mm-hmm. like, you know. Oh, he volunteered and shit. So yeah. he went up there and, you know, his name was on the list for the, yeah. the people who need to pay money. And he was all like, but I showed initiative. Yeah. I don't get you nothing. I don't get you shit up here. Brother. Yeah. <laughs> and, no. and it's kind of funny, too, again, going back to shit that we're not prepared for when we go to college. Paying bills and paying, hey, nigga, you owe. And I don't give a fuck about your initiative How you ain't know You had a partial scholarship though Yeah big facts like, um, But that nigga Hey Let's take that deeper into Professional sports contracts And athletics And all People don't always know What the fuck we signed in man yeah. Cause we so hyped to get something We forget about everything The details all of a sudden Don't matter no more Cause now we lit We got a scholarship To go to college Nigga he probably the first one In the crib In the family But it's a partial So you owe Like I thought uh a sheep is a sheep. Yeah. Is a sheep is a sheep. Big facts. Um, and you can be a sheep for good mm-hmm. and you can be a sheep for bad. Yeah. For lack of evil. Bad. <laughs> uh Malik was a, sh- a little sheepish. Yeah. And he got and like towards the end of the movie he became he got into his own. Yeah. But like you was heavily influenced by Cube and the and the and the and the fellas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Cube was the cool nigga. Everybody attracted or it's gravitated towards him. He had kicked the knowledge. He had. Yeah. A, he's holding court. Yeah, you know literally, what I'm saying. Like hey, literally, look, this what y'all are talking about. This with this and this and that. 
and he was he was breaking down shit that we need to be talking about like right now. Yeah. yeah. I am and it's kind of funny. So Cube's care he was the old wise man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And everybody at like twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he had that old soul. He was more mature. He was Regina King was kinda like his girl in the movie, you know what I'm saying? And and he had the Buster Rhymes and he had the mother dudes around him. And it was just like he was that dude that you gravitated toward because he had the knowledge. And I feel like where all these characters, these central characters were seeking acceptance. They were all seeking different types of mm-hmm. acceptance. Malik didn't know. Malik's character didn't know. He ain't no shit about school. He ain't no shit about the scholarship. He ain't no shit about running yeah. track. Basic level understanding of race relations. And he, the black man, yep. the white man is holding you down, and yeah. that's all you know. And he had to keep school, and even Fudge had to, and yeah. um, the professor had to, yeah. like, like, fam, you young grasshopper you don't know what the fuck you talking about you got meme information yeah literally that's what y'all a lot of y'all sound like y'all got the information from the meme yeah or you read the headline of the but you didn't read you just ran with it you didn't check the sources malik didn't have no substance not at all he ain't had no substance he was a very like straight streamlined what you see is what you get type character and he thought he was deeper than he really was man and it took for (laughs) him to so much so that he would when he thought he made a point, he would yeah. laugh and smirk like, yeah. you know, because he saying? thought he had that. Like, and everybody looked at him stupid. He was dumb. Nigga. Tyra Banks was looking at that nigga stupid, and he, you know, got him on track. Black woman, <laughs> big facts, big facts. Deja, Deja, Deja. She, she put him in his place, man. She was um also so it's kind of I feel like with men and women where that relationship really starts to take place is when you draw a parallel between you and and that other person. So Deja ran track. Yeah. Same team I run track for. Deja Black. So he thought she was going to be relatable because, A, on the surface, we both run track. We up here on scholarship. But then when he would start saying little dumb shit, she was treating him like a young boy because he was younger than her. We ain't never find out how old or how much older. But Deja was like, yo. She she replying... You replying, you are going in with a rhetoric. She mm-hmm. replying with logic. Deja knew. She knew what, again, everybody Malik was trying to relate to and get accepted by knew better than him. And, and they like, taught him something. Deja was one of the people like, hey, I know what's going on, but I'm going to play the game. Yeah. And I respect yeah. Malik and I respect others to be like, no, I'm not playing yeah, I'm not game. playing the game. I'm going to be this way. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. As long as... You comfortable with the 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 consequences from yeah, that, yeah. and you're still able to function in that. Because kind of what we were talking about earlier, all three of these characters sort of went and became extremists to yeah. the cause that they connected to. Even Ice Cube Fudge, he was playing the game. He just didn't make y'all niggas think he was playing the game, but he was playing no nigga. Because I'm trying to graduate and get the fuck up out of here too. What I did like about Cube's character, yeah, he kicked knowledge. He call you on your bullshit, but he didn't ostracize you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like his eyes lit up when he wanted the Frederick Douglass book, right? Yeah. Um, he was like, "Why you want to read this? Like, for a Nigga book for class?" He's like, "I thought yeah. you were one of the smart ones." Yeah. Now you got to go. Yeah. And I when I initially watched it the first time, I thought he was about to like play him and shit. Yeah. But no, he was still cool. Yeah. Like, you just get out of my fucking room. Yeah. Here go here go the book. <laughs> yeah. But you ain't ready to talk about what I'm trying to talk yeah. about this book. Like, you, you you know what I'm saying? Start. But hey. Read that for yourself, not yeah. for the book. Dapped him up, yeah. like he kept him in close. Yeah, he ain't never shun him or, or disrespect him or, or make him feel less than. I will call you on your bullshit, like yeah. little nigga. You don't know what you're talking about. 
But, but that's what, and, and we kind of touched on this, I don't know how many episodes back, but what we got to start doing better as people, but specifically black people, when you feel like you have knowledge in a certain area and somebody else who looks like you may not have that knowledge, yo, tell them, hey, nigga, you ain't ready for it, but school them on why. why it, if they don't know and you know something that they don't know, tell them what you teach you gotta, them. You got to, first off, people, you can't tell me shit. Uh-uh. You got to help somebody down the road of self-discovery because if you tell it to me, yeah, I need to, you need them. They got to own it themselves. Yeah. So like, listen, fam, I used to be, I, you know what? That's a, a pretty interesting opinion. I literally thought that yeah. way my, it's felt, felt fine. I don't know if you ever heard that shit. Like, yeah. and I understand how you feel. Yeah. Actually, I felt that way in the past. What I found out, however, is yeah. when I read this book, it kind of opened up some love. Matter of fact, I'm going to get this to you. Take a look at it, and yeah. then how about we chop it up in the future? And now we can have a, a conversation versus, nigga, you dumb. Yeah. You still you still believe in what that white man took? Like, I get it, fam. Something uh, my, my principal used to say to me back when I was in elementary school, shout out to Mr. Wilson. I don't know where he at in life right now, but he used to say, don't tell him, teach him. Fact. He used to say that to all our teachers. Don't tell them, teach them. And his main point was make whatever you're teaching, whatever's part of your curriculum, make it relatable, make it applicable. Because if you're just saying, yo, one plus one is two, and you've given me no reasoning, no rationale, no nothing behind that, you just told me this data, now I didn't learn shit. I'm remembering. I'm remembering, nigga. I'm remembering. I'm memorizing words. It's like a script at that point. So then when life comes at me and life goes off script, as life will always do, I don't know how to respond with logic. And and what um what was the what's what's dude name? What's Lawrence Fishburne name? Uh, professor What the professor was basically trying to tell him like fam I don't need you to just recite. I need you to think on your own. Yes. That's what he told specifically to the young uh, Christine, Christine, whatever. Christine, yeah. When he, and like, him, I gave you an example. Now you taking this shit and writing it down as your thesis. Like, how about in the future you come up with your own shit? Yeah. Like, you keep writing and telling me about, we in the political science, fam. You not doing it right. Come up with your own shit. But yeah. he wants you to think. Don't just recite and regurgitate, you know what I'm saying, information. Yeah. I am trying to find this Professor Phipps. Yeah. Maurice Phipps. Phipps. Um I think they said his name once in the in the Yeah. And it was but he was such a central character because of that, because that's what Malik needed to learn. Yeah. He didn't need to be told who to be, who to hang with, how to run, how he needed to learn. Nigga be you. So I kinda wish I knew a little bit more about Malik. I can see that. I can see that they didn't dive into his background. Yeah, his that. actual yeah. like is he a, from a single parent home? Do yeah. we got a mother? Do we got a yeah. father? Did you want to call home and tell him about some of the stuff that happened? Yeah. Like, hey, dad, man, God pulled a gun on me today. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, he went directly to to homies. Like, do you yeah. have a base somewhere? Like, where is your base at? Yeah, I would have kind of. And he like, was going to Professor Phipps with some of this shit, but and they they took on a father son mm-hmm. role. Like, do you have a dad? Yeah, like. And I mean, I guess, you know, if if we want to take from John Singleton's other films and, and just sort of, I guess, the the black male narrative in John Singleton films, he probably didn't. He probably didn't have a dad. He probably didn't come from a two-parent household. Or even like, a, yeah, ma, I'm cool. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? On the phone, like, don't worry about School's me. going okay. Yeah. Track's going you know, okay. I, yeah. Like, when a single mom is taking care of the kid and the yeah. kid think he the hot shot. 
you tell her some tragic shit and she all oh, worried like no I'm, yeah. I'm cool I'll be good because I'm I'm tough guy you but know what I'm saying but look how if you kind of look at the breakdown Cube was the older brother character yeah Professor Phipps was the father Tyra Banks yes she Mom. was his girl but she was the motherly character because fixed his right when he lost that track meet. He went to her with the emotions. When he got into it with Morris Chestnut character, he went to her with that shit. Oh, fam. I yeah. forgot. We got to get to this sex scene. Fam. Oh, my God, Nick. All right. No, hold so, on. Because <laughs> you already know my bars, Nick. No, hold on, fam. <laughs> like, this shit was so wild, dog. <laughs> this looked like some shit I didn't see that on an iPhone somewhere. Yeah. Like, this shit was like, hold on, fam. Yeah. Like, I think Tyra wanted to fuck. Like, in the, like, did they have sex? Like, uh, yeah. Uh, this is about to be one of the more lighter parts <laughs> of this discussion, bro. Because Jay and I have briefly discussed this scene before on this podcast. Um, they had to be fucking, bro. <laughs> what? And if they weren't fucking, I know, like in Hollywood, they got the little thing where you tape, like the dude got to tape down his joint or whatever, so he don't get erect. I don't know what they have for the women. Um, in that case, I've never looked that up, but I would assume for the nipple they probably put some tape on them and then i don't know what they do about something to stop the coochie wet because i feel like that coochie wet might escape like and this was, was bro i was like like this whole little her licking the nigga nipples hey, and shit all right, I was so, like, uh, like hold on what's going on here i forgot nigga, about this though. my nigga bars first of all tyra bank ain't that good of an actress no. uh and shout out to tyra banks phenomenal fucking is this her only nigga. film no, she been in some other shit. I mean, she had like a season or two on Fresh Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if she ever been in other movies, though. I don't know. But I know she ain't that great of an actress for her to make this sex scene that believable. Fam, she was licking that nigga nipple <laughs> for an hour and a half, nigga. Retake, retake, retake. And John Singleton only caught five seconds of the shit, nigga. She was licking and kissing the nigga. Nigga, like, fam, I seen that shit on my iPhone before. Yo, if I'm hard looking <laughs> at the sex scene... I guarantee you Omar Epps was hard getting the nipples licked in his necklace. Like, she was all over that nigga, bro. <laughs> this yo, shit was wild. Yo, I don't ever want... <laughs> yo, I right, real quick, real quick. Nigga, let's get into it. So, Tyra Banks is your girlfriend. No, nah, fam. And y'all go see nah, that movie. <laughs> y'all nah, at the premiere. Fam. Bitch, you a model. You ain't and no you actor s- like that. Yo, you ain't getting to that goddamn role that Yo, quick. if my girl... <laughs> Takes me to the premiere of her movie, oh, and shit. she licking the nigga nipples so she better send my vigorously. ass to go get some popcorn. Hey, go get me some popcorn. Yeah, and she better give me the money. It was a cool scene though. No, it was great. Cinematic, like how she was stretching. Then they went to the other shit. Like it was like they had the uh, the Tony 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 wild, Ralph was, joint going. Hey, give me that's a classic. You made a classic when I was playing. I'm thinking like, God damn it, when was this movie made? I'm, yeah. I'm like, but they have been playing old school music and shit. Too. Yeah, but boy, Ooh. she was licking that nigga's nipple vigorously. <laughs> I, hey. Like, no, this shit looked like a nigga came in with a, a handy cam and was starting recording. <laughs> what, was fu- <laughs> what was funny, too, it's a part where she doing it. Because it's a, it's a quick scene. This yeah. shit is, you know, four or five seconds. But she's doing it. And then it looked like she took a breath. <laughs> and kind of like gathered her saliva back <laughs> and went back in on that nigga. And look, and look, and then like, you know, after the sex scene is over, they yeah. kind of pan out this nigga chest wet. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga shit 
Yo, that was the wildest scene. Like I'm like, okay, Tyra, all that motherly yeah. shit, that that straight lace shit nah, went out the window. Tyra. She fucking lost it, nigga. Her forehead Boy, went off. I love running track. Track girls is the finest women, though. We was just talking about track girls last night. Uh, they played a commercial. Well, the finest built women. Yeah, they played a commercial. Damn, I didn't forgot the young lady's name, but it was a young black lady in the commercial, and. It looked initially like it was about to be like this black lady running track. It was a truck commercial. Okay. And she was speaking. She was like a high school girl or whatever, young black lady and or young black woman. And she's speaking. And the way they were playing it, she was stretching. You could tell she was an athlete. And it looked like she was about to like race the truck or some shit. Like, and then they went on deeper into the commercial and they showed her playing football in high school. And mm. she received, she was the, I think I think I might be misquoting it, but it said she was the first. Was she white? No, she was black. Oh, and it said she was like the first skill position to receive a college football scholarship, like coming out of high school, like woman mm-hmm. in a skill position. Because when it showed her football clip, she was tackling the shit out of nigga. Now it could have been some fake shit, but her the way she was built, she plays something, and the way she tackled this nigga. I was like, all right, if if they fake that, like that was a good ass clip, nigga. But uh, anyway, yeah, no. Tr- but initially, we thought she ran track because of how she was built, yeah, and yeah, we yeah. were saying that same shit. Like women with track bodies, like whoo, my god. Um, I dated this girl who ran track. A lot of the state. girls that ran track, like the sprints and yeah. all that shit, they still look cold right now. Oh yeah. Uh, like them the ones from high school that didn't like. No, nah, they not fat right now. Yeah, they not fat right now. Uh, they don't look that bad right now. They still sporting half a six pack right now. Um, shit. Yeah, shout out to the women that ran track because their bodies do be raw. Uh, anyway, and then we got my man Remy dog. Remy was. Remy didn't get his nipple licked. Remy couldn't get no chicks at the frat party. He was trying to holler at him. Boy. You know what's funny? I forgot Remy had the long hair at the beginning of the movie, nigga, and he looked goofball as fuck. Oh, the definition of socially awkward. He was the corniest. He ain't know what to say. He's from Boise, Iowa. Facts. Remy had no idea what the fuck to say or who to say it to, dog. He was just a nigga seeking an identity, man. And what fucked Remy up was... He was so susceptible to anyone who seemed like they would be a friend to him that he got caught up with the wrong. Remy ain't believe none of that shit, man. No. Till they, he ain't believe it till they told him to believe it. Well, no, I think Remy still had a little bit of racism in him. You uh, think? When he was, the first night, he went outside. You know, they playing their music. Yeah. Fuck you mean their music? Yeah. And he was like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and and see, little, I, but like when he come from... Boise, Idaho. Yeah. And you probably haven't seen too many black people. Yeah. Other than what you've seen on television. And you ain't heard a lot of their music. One of my homies moved to Iowa, right? Yeah. 93% white. Yeah. Fam. It's 7% is other. And that's everybody. Yeah. White folks saying, you know, Vermont is 95.5% white. Jesus Christ. Like, you haven't seen black people before. Like, in real life. Vermont. I've, have you ever been to Vermont? No, only been. Olivia Pope and uh, Fitz have been to Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that place existed in real life. I want to go to Vermont on some skiing shit, but I don't want to go up there and get killed. 
Fam, you 96% white. That's a lot of white people. What I'm saying is, like, so yeah. he has an idea comes of from, what black people are yeah. from television, more than likely. Yeah. His, early, early 90s? This is 95? Fam, this yeah. is after the L.A. riots. Yeah. So another thing that was around this time that I didn't put together till I was kind of researching, you had the O.J. trial was around this time. And, and, you know, the murders was just a year prior, and the trial was happening. And, and this, like, the... The culture then, for you to be a white person from somewhere that's 97% white, what you knew about us was strictly shaped by entertainment television. Facts. You knew stereotypes and nothing else. So, and shit, if the 3% of black people in your fucking, or however many percent of black people, because it was 97 white and 3 everything else, however many of that was black in uh, fucking Boise, Idaho, they learned themselves from what was on TV. Nigga, their self-identity came from MTV. Did you peep when he was talking to one of the errands? He talked about his father. He said his father was a survivalist. Mm. I ain't peeped that. Because he was like, uh, he had a Glock. Yeah. And he was like, it took me. And he asked him if two, he knew how to shoot or some yeah, shit. Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, who taught y'all to shoot? Like, my dad did. He's a survivalist. Mm. It took me two years to save up for this gun or something like that. Family. Yeah. So. That was interesting. It's, that nigga Remy was. And he always wanted power. Yeah. Because and he always felt powerless. He was yeah. like, so what if, what if, what if I came in here and turned my music up when you and yeah. while you was trying to study like, but that wouldn't happen though. Yeah. Why not? Because I whoop your so ass. I whoop your ass. That's why. Powerless. Yeah. Ran outside and told the police. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that Aryan Nation shit, it gave him a sense of power. And he and he got fake power. Yeah, you often flare up as if I'm tough, but you're yeah. not. It's like, huh? Yeah, you fucking faggot. Yeah, and he was like, hold on, fam, fucking monkey, all that shit. That when, nigga was bugging when the Aryan dude walked up to him, and prayed mm-hmm. on him because he saw he was weak. Yeah, and um, what what was underrated was this whole thing was a game to him. Yeah, I looked at you, saw you was weak, and I think I can manipulate you into kicking off some shit. Yeah. And at the very end of the movie, when they Zoomed in on him. Yeah, that little ass smirk. Yeah, he had on his face, yeah. like because his homeboys was like white power, yeah. white power. And he he put all this into motion, yeah. and he smirked yeah. like yeah, I did. And that's the thing. At the end of all that, you were seeking out this power, and you were still powerless. You were still being manipulated. You were being told what to do and how to do it. And you went out and you put the shit he wouldn't do into motion because that Aryan he was smart. Hey, I ain't finna go to jail and do all this dumb Man. shooting shit. And he nigga. was like, "We need y'all." He talked like we talk. Yeah, like we need we need lawyers, we need doctors, Man. we need y'all, we need y'all in college. Why you drop out of school? Man. We need our KKK and our Nazi shit all spread out. When but he when he when he dumped the bag of guns, yeah, on the uh on the on the table on the bed, he was like, "I got these for my 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 buddy in law enforcement uh-huh. from the gun control department." Hey, fam. You got, you got, cause a hey, these Aryans and these KKKs and these MAGA people at hey, a them niggas are congressmen, they are NRA members, they are mayors, they, they are they're in job. government, they work at your job, they're policemen, they're law enforcement, they're in these positions of power. And the way that they get there, the way the governor or mayor of Virginia or governor of Virginia, whatever dog's name is, uh, the way he gets there is a. Hey, when I was in med school, I was fooling and I had on this KKK shit. But now I'm the governor of your whole fucking state, and I ain't resigning because they putting themselves in power. They putting themselves in position. I don't. You know, I don't feel sorry for Remy though. Why? He started all this shit. 
Oh yeah. He started this shit when he walked up to Malik and made a comment about his Black Panther shirt yeah. and called him a nineteen a ninety five coon. Yeah. You started this shit. Yeah. Like they were you don't even know him. Yeah. Y'all did y'all didn't room together. Yep. You got kicked out your other room by something totally different. Like you didn't have no reason to go up yeah. to that man and, and say, say that bullshit. Say that bullshit. So he showed up at your room. Yeah. Didn't even touch you. Just flinched at you essentially. Yeah. Like you've been walking around here calling me a nigga all day in yeah. your head, blah blah blah. Just flinched at him. Now you scared. And later and then you went and start fucking shit up because you yeah. was because you had a temper tantrum. Yeah. Your Jewish homeboy come in. And you pulled a pistol. You you beating him up because you Malik. could scare him. And Malik come just to help out, and then yeah. you pulled a pistol out. Yeah. Like you started all this, fam. And it's it's crazy too how much uh, this movie really showed what fear can do when it comes to manipulation. Because fear of not being accepted put Kristen in the positions that she was in. Yeah. Fear of failure put Malik in a lot of the positions he was in. He didn't want to fail as a black man. He didn't want to fail as an athlete. He didn't want to fail as and a he student. He an excuse, too. Yeah. He, if, when I, if I fail, I'm going to have an excuse because yeah. the white man made me fall. Yep. And it was it was fear. And then with Remy, he was so scared of the Maliks and the Fudge and all these niggas because they intimidated the fuck out of him and he had zero power. So, yo, this fear that I have is about to make me go extreme and I'm finna wild out and start doing all this other shit. So you seen the movie, y'all know what happens, man. We get Remy, we get that final scene. He's on the roof. And again, before this, the fight scene. Though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, this is, man, that's one of my favorite scenes. So the, the walk around that corner, been, whew, dun, dun, dun. yo, oh man, yo, Buster Rhymes, that scream, Dog, like real shit. I don't know who told him to scream that way. Who you I don't bust know. around five percent of like this filming shit is that is dog that you literally feel that nigga letting off thousands and thousands of years of ancestry coming out in that one moment. Like that shit was so impactful, dog. And this nigga Malik, what the fuck was the Captain Morgan stance that he did over? <laughs> oh, when he he put the Timberland <laughs> on that nigga chest and then hit that yes. Nigga. Like fam, sit down. Yeah, but I like right after this when they was back at Fudge Crib. Yeah. yeah. And um, he letting everybody. That's he going, when Fudge got into his bars. He going nigga. in there, yeah, man. We gonna, you know what I'm saying? Hey. Da, 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 da. He was like, nigga, essentially, nigga, shut the fuck up. You think one beat down a gonna make up for 400 years, 420 years of oppression, nigga? Like no, never. Like nigga, they own this this land. Nigga, they own this university. They you own no clothes. They own you. Like and nigga, Q was spitting bars. Like dog. nigga, you behind enemy lines, fam. Yeah, you got to think differently. Yeah, you you win one fight and you think that shit and and then like it was the same conversation. Yeah, that the Aryans was having with the black guys. Yeah, like they both thinking yeah. the exact same shit. Cause we all feel like we the enemy. Yeah, we all feel like we're the victim. We all feel the sense of victimization and like we're the attacked. Like, you know what I'm saying? When, when he said to the professor, like, I don't want one of my own that like, treat me like this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was like, well, he said something about the enemy. He was like, well, who was the enemy? Yeah. Some white man with a great a white beard pushing the buttons behind the screen. Like, nigga, that's the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. You is in control of your own destiny. Yeah. Nah, that's and it's one of the things that you struggle with because, like, you know both sides. Yeah. I So, now think about it. I ain't gonna necessarily say which way I'm leaning because I never thought of it till right now. But the scene after the fight where Fudge is spitting his bars, yeah, 
and then go to John Singleton's first film, Boys in the Hood, where Furious is under the sign spitting his bars. Because mm-hmm. those are the two like penultimate scenes in those films where bars were being spit and lessons were being taught. Which one was more powerful? Because I never thought, like, everybody, we've all thought about that Q. Furious. Q gave some bars, nigga. Fudge shit was more powerful because it came from somebody in your same age group. Yeah. Like the old guy mm. is gonna kick some knowledge. Teaching that lesson, yeah. One year, one in one ear, out the other. Yeah. If in relation to Trey, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Now yeah. the other guys that was in the neighborhood, that's not their dad. That's yeah. just a nigga in the neighborhood kicking yeah. knowledge. You know what I'm saying? But like him, like no, fam. I likened his speech to Charles S. Dutton's speech in in uh, minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah. You were behind enemy lines. No, what do he say? Uh, the hunt, the is hunt on. is on, and you the prey. And you the prey. Hey. That was like the same yeah. that was the same message. And so I, I think and I, I agree with you that those two are probably more comparable with regards to the message, but also the way the message was delivered. Yeah. Because what happened before Charles S. Dutton scene in Menace and then before the Fudge scene in uh Higher Learning was a fight or was a it was something happened yeah. with the other race and you were in a position where it's like, oh shit. I've never experienced that before. And now I got it. Like, it's like a whole battle is now occurring and you need somebody to kind of tell you what that really was. Yeah. Like this fight is going to go on furious shit for as dope as it was in boys in the hood. It just kind of came out of, you know what I'm saying? He was teaching Trey lessons all throughout yeah, that. He movie, was, t- he was kicking like the economic facts. Yeah, like, yeah. They want us to kill ourselves yeah. and all that shit. Yeah. My man, like fam, we on the wrong side. Yeah. Of the we are behind enemy lines and we got to move strategically. Yeah. You can't walk around that bitch with your gun out. Yeah. Why you? You got to lay low, fam. Yeah. You got to be sneaky. What I did want to have a conversation about was the relationship between Malik and um, Deja, mm. as far as how they're viewed in society and yeah. the, the the struggle is like. So after old boy came and pulled a gun on him, right? Yeah. I am super angry and frustrated. Yeah. And like. How fr- the frustration of a black man in this society yeah. is something that black women may not un- well or don't understand. Yeah, they and, can, and it's not their fault. And being the the what she expressed of what she goes through as a black woman is something that we don't inherently just yeah. understand. And that I saw it in there, like he yeah. was so angry, and yeah. she like calm down. Yeah. and it's like I can't calm, can't down, calm down because. I'm a threat no matter what. Yeah, we don't people. They don't look at you. As a threat, you the most disrespected, one hundred of all because yeah. you black and you a woman. But they don't look at you and instantly see you a threat. Yeah, you know now <laughs> they've been killing us. Yeah, but like yeah. off rip, I'm a man, and I'm a black man. Shoot. Yeah, like it's a different Shoot first. It's a different level of anxiety that goes through yeah. whether it should be there or not, whether it's self inflicted or not. Like it's a different level of anxiety. Dog, to be a black man in this country, and it's sad because it's probably more prevalent now than it was in 95, and we should be going the other direction. Yeah. We should be improving. But to be a black man in this country is to be in a constant state of fear. Unfortunately. To be in a constant state of anger, to be in a constant state of misunderstanding. Like, nobody gets us. We are every day. The on le- edge nigga. the level of anxiety yeah that i have when a police officer gets behind my vehicle hey. is retarded yep 
Like I don't. And you can know you aren't doing shit. I don't want. I don't want to feel that way. Nope. But every time a police officer is in my rearview mirror, my heart instantly drops. I'm yeah. legal. It drops because I'm also carrying a firearm yeah. legally yeah. with a CCW or whatever. But like that ups the chances of like, oh shit, this could go left. You know what I'm this saying? This could go left. Like when I see a blue and a red light off rip. Yeah. When I see it, it makes my heart drop. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like it. It should not be that way. Yeah. It is something to be said that literally, and it's sad, but it's a fucking fact. That we leave home every day as black men and literally don't know that we're going to make it back. Anything you do that day and we're grown ass, educated ass men going to work most of the time. But we can be at the store. We can be in our car. We could be doing nothing seemingly wrong or out of place and we can end up never making it back to the crib. That's just a fact. And that's something that not to discredit anyone, but no other race, not the other gender. Nobody can relate to that one thing. And just being a male, you are even from your own folks. Yes. You are a threat. Yes. So, for an example, if you yourself and a young lady both grew up in the same neighborhood. Right. And you walk in this late at night. Yeah. No, it's. It's late in the evening, yeah. and y'all both walk through the store, but it's a group of niggas on, on the corner. Yeah. We got two two different experiences. Yep. When you walk through that group of niggas, they going to try to holler They about to cat call and do all that shit. Yeah. yeah. Which is not like, Yeah, no, okay. that's not cool, and no, it's definitely not acceptable. It's a, It could be a physical alter. Someone could die if I walk through there, if that's yeah. not my neighborhood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's a diff. Like, you are a, a, a threat. Yeah. For no reason in real yeah. life, but like- we seen this shit happen in the hood all the time. No, you remember niggas will walk down the street, and like, I literally seen this. You know what I'm saying? We chill on the street. A nigga walk down the street, and he walked back, and he came a third time. He said, "If the nigga don't look or acknowledge us, we fucking him up." Hey. Like, why though? Oh, <laughs> nigga, it's funny, nigga. <laughs> I remember this shit vividly, dog. It's a motherfucking orange Cavalier driving up and down my cousin's street, tinted window. Orange Cavalier. This ain't no old school. It ain't a threatening vehicle necessarily. Orange Cav tinted windows. And it went up my cousin's street two times. And that nigga said, dog, y'all peep that car? And I'm like, yeah, me and his boys like, yeah, we over off seven mile and foyer. And his man, shout out to my nigga, he said, that bitch come back, nigga. We might got to see what's good. This was literally a young girl <laughs> looking for somebody's house. She ain't never been over there. She probably ain't from the west side. She don't know where she going, dog. She stopped and rolled that window down and asked us if we knew where whatever that address was. Nigga, and niggas was ready to kill. You know how you know how common this shit is? Uh, that happened in Friday. Yes. Yes. But it was Janet Jackson yeah. that was in the car. But it was like, nigga, who this car riding dog. low with the light? Everybody's on edge, dog. Like, cause to be a black man and to be a black man on because, both sides. Because men are monsters. I'd be perfect. I mean, like, why? Why are we? Why, dog? That's the thing, nigga. We were literally brought to this country angry. We were brought to this country on defense. Everything we do is defensive because we have to be. That's the only stance we were ever taught. Like and then, what was embedded in you was violence. Yes. This is how you solve conflict. Yes. When someone doesn't do what you want them to do, you beat them. Nigga. That was taught to us via slavery. This is how you solve conflict. This is how you punish. This is how you 
regain order. This is this is what you do for fun. Yeah. Cause we make y'all fight for fun. Like hey, this is how you govern your household. Like nigga, when oh you not you not going to bed when I told you to? Give me that belt. Yeah. Let me whip, let me beat you and whip you yeah. like our slave masters used to whip us. Like that's learned behavior. Yeah. And unfortunately, I forget they was talking about what study it was. So I'm not talking for a hundred percent place of knowledge, but they were saying like trauma and everything is like embedded in your DNA. Yeah. Like so trauma from that's why the, the, the post-traumatic slave syndrome and things of that nature, which is a, a thing now. Well, yeah. it's, it's a thing yeah. not now, but it's a no, it's an actual about. thing. Yeah. But like they like all that trauma and all that stuff is in, embedded inside of you, man. Like, unfortunately, that has a giant impact on how we view things yeah. and how we are seen as a threat. And then just how they've made the black man look like a threat on television. Yeah. And that's it's it's fucked up because we've been. They don't show women doing drive-bys on, in movies. They show men doing yeah. drive-bys on movies. And that's the thing we've been programmed so much to think and consider the black man, or think of and consider the black man a threat. That now black men believe black men are threats. Yeah. And now it's just so it's like yo, I'm I'm scared when the cops pull up behind me. I'm scared when it's niggas standing outside the store. Niggas who look like I should not fear my brother, dog. What I do want is that the, that conversation, I, I appreciated them having a conversation and trying to understand each other. Yeah. But the black man and the black woman, like, we need to get on the same accord. Yeah. And instead of having, um, sort of like what we just did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, having the impression Olympics, we need to get on the same accord and understand that we both are going through different things out yeah. there. And, like, how do I help you with yours? Yeah. How do you help me with mine? And how do we get through this together? Yeah, because to the example that Jay gave earlier, man, I don't know the fear of a black woman walking through a crowd of black men Facts. being catcalled at. Because it's a video. I'll, I'll try to find it again online. Uh, a few people the sent New it York to me. one? Where she, trying to, she at the gas station, and it's, like, mad people hounding her. Oh, uh-uh. I got to find it. A bunch of people have sent me that video, so I'm going to find it online and uh, I'll send it to you on the gram. But it's literally a girl at a gas station trying to get up to the window. It's one of them like it's after hours, so the doors is locked, but you come up to the window. Fam, she's going through crowds of niggas. And it was so bad that I said this has to be fake. Like, so think about, so as a man, yeah. you think every time you see another man, yeah. you're thinking of like, should I, it could be a fight. Yeah, or some this shit. could be some or, shit. Yeah. But when you're a woman, every time you see a man, you he, like this could be some shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A different type of shit, but this could be some shit. And it's hey, as a woman, again, y'all are y'all aren't men. Like when you're a woman surrounded by a bunch of aggressive, fucked up in the head ass men, seemingly like, yeah, I could that's a different level of fear and danger that me and Jay don't understand. And we ain't claiming to, but yeah. to that point, man, we all need to do a better job at trying to gain understanding of one another's position because it's hard being a black man. And that's it's something I was just having a convo with uh recently about because somebody else asked me and I, I was gonna bring it up on the Blackberry letter shit, but I didn't, but I guess we kinda tap on it now before we get out of here. Uh somebody asked me, do I feel supported by black women. And my initial response in my head was, of course, because I'm thinking about my mom and I'm mm-hmm. thinking about my girl and I'm thinking about my my aunts and my, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about women that I know care about me Yeah. initially. But then when you start adding in what I hear on social media and what I hear on in the constant bashing of black men, like 
black men get bashed on the internet so much by everybody. We get bashed by dudes. We get bashed by women. We get bashed by the news. We get, and it's like a constant reminder all day that you a black man and you ain't shit. You a black man and you ain't shit. You a black man and you a rapist. You a black man and you a robber. You a black man and you a criminal. You a black man and you and you don't and you marry white women. Yeah, you, you a black man and you and y'all don't get married. Like fam, all my friends are. I'm the only nigga that's not fuck. married. <laughs> like it, and it's it's a constant. And they married to black women. Oh. Nigga, and they have families, and they have children. They live in the same house with them. But let the internet tell it, and let Nick Cannon tell it that when you get successful, all you do is put white women on a pedestal. And blah blah. That's not my narrative, and that's not the narrative for the majority of black men. But when you get on the internet, and that one little thing can be spread to billions and billions, now it becomes the narrative, and now we're fighting a constant fight that we ain't trying to be in. We need to go to a state of higher learning. So. What I want to close with at the end of the film, you know, everybody, Deja gets shot is sad. Whoa, the whoa. worst. Fucking Omar Epps scene. crying as hard as he could humanly cry. Boy. Great fucking acting. Well, so, you know how, because you know how great that scene was? Yeah. It lasted about three minutes mm. before he even started crying. Before the tear, like the the vocal. They was part like, of it, yeah. Keep rolling. Yeah. Because I'm sure it wasn't supposed to, but it was so, it was such a great scene that, like, oh, keep rolling. So uh, at the end of the film, when it goes off and the credits roll, the last words we see on screen, or it actually it's right before the credits roll, uh, is the word unlearned. Mm -hmm. And in John Singleton's eyes, I looked this up to unlearn means to release the toxins which pollute individuals and society. We need to release everybody, women black men white men black women white women we need to really we have so many toxins so many things in us that are fucking us up and it's creating monsters out of everybody um we need to let this shit go and we need to start replenishing ourselves with some better energy some better love and just some 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 better shit man because we got toxins in our body that are literally tearing us up from the inside yo higher learning it was so many things to be taught in this film. You can talk, you can teach a class in sociology off of this movie. Yeah. Uh, John Singleton had a hit, and I know a lot of people, maybe it wasn't the greatest acting maybe in certain parts, and maybe you didn't. You know, they might have had a few too many hip-hop artists and all that shit in there. It was a lot of criticism that I saw online researching this shit that I was like, eh. I could see why. All but our classic movies ne- didn't make no money in the box office. Yeah. They got horrible reviews. Yeah. It, the ones that all the black people love, yeah. they didn't do good in the box office and they got horrible reviews. So fuck y'all opinion. You should listen to This Week in Culture because we're going to tell you that real shit. Hey, man. And on that note, I'm Ann Wood. That's Jay Johnson. This Week in Culture, episode 31. Unlearn. <laughs>